I'm drinking a beer for this one because it's Troy. <laughs> I just have a limoncello La Croix, but uh, I'll do my best. It is okay. only three in the afternoon. But, <laughs> no, you know, it's Troy. <laughs> I just rode the exercise bike, took a shower. I'm, I'm a little wet, a little sweaty. I feel like I'm in the right mood for this. Yes, yes. This movie will leave you wet and sweaty. Mm-hmm. And possibly asleep. It is pretty long, <laughs> the director's cut. <laughs> did, let me ask you this. Did you do it all in one sitting? Fuck no. <laughs> okay. I didn't too. So, hey, there you go. But I mean, it doesn't feel... I'm not saying it like flies by, but like mm. it doesn't feel as long as it is. What I noticed on this rewatch, and we'll get to it later, but it does feel like some of the battle scenes, like you can tell where that runtime comes from. There's just like a lot of like people killing each other. What when it's just like blood squirting, it's like a lot of <laughs> like blood geysering in the air. Yeah. It's like not quite, but almost like Sam Raimi. Yeah, I mean the fucking wounds are bukkakiing all yeah. over the place. That's how horny this movie is. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into that, I guess we got to start the potty, right? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James. I'm Marco Sparks. Welcome back, Marco. How's it been? Welcome back, James. We haven't talked in a week. You got yeah, it's juice. been a whole week. I got the juice in my arm. Mm-hmm. How's it feel? <sighs> you son of a bitch. Feel bulletproof. I, I suggested to you a means. I will not do anything unethical to get the vaccine. Is Although I say that, and yet I was googling the other night: Can you get vaccinated by drinking the blood of somebody with the vaccine? And uh, didn't find anything uh, one way or the other on that. Hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. one way to find out. Yeah. I mean, you could just go down to one of the sites and just suck that juice out of people's arms like it's mm-hmm. a snake bite. Yeah. That's I've one, been threatening to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you just have like a little cardboard sign that says, I'll suck you off. Sure. <laughs> you probably get some hits there at the fairgrounds. Yeah, it's a numbers game, but I think mm-hmm. you're going to get some attention. Well, congratulations to you on getting the vaccine. Uh, One step closer yeah. to quarantine freedom. This is the, this weekend's my quarantine anniversary. Hey, I was, I was like you. a week earlier than everyone else. I remember. Okay. You were like in the, I forget the name of that town, but that town. Yeah, yeah, down in Santa Clara. Uh, I, I, I was working, I was like living in corporate housing, like going back and forth between here and there. And mm. I remember like I came up that weekend and I was like, I kind of think I'm going to be like, it, as the weekend went on, it's like, yeah, I'm not going back to work in an office. And so I like drove back that Sunday night, threw a bunch of stuff in my car and then just drove back up here. And it's like, all right, I'm working back from home for a while. You might as well be in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. A year, a whole fucking year of our lives lost to this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it. I mean, here's my thing. I, I have no problem complaining about everything. You're, you're sanguine now because you got the uh, the vaccine. Well, the but juice. I mean, in, in general, I have no problem complaining about the accoutrements. It's better than the alternatives. Like, you know, us all being dead. True. Yeah. I just, it would have been nice if uh, we as a country could have handled this shit a little bit better. But I guess uh, we, we had a character you know making moment and you know we see our character nationally yeah we we kept calm and fucked up Mm -hmm. so we didn't keep calm (laughs) well hopefully everyone out there if you're not uh slated to get the vaccine yet you will be soon i mean it sounds like with the johnson and johnson things things are really ramping up so Mm -hmm. that's good it's hopeful i like it and uh 
I don't know. I mean, at some point, are we going to get AstraZeneca happening in this country? I don't know. That's like the fourth one, right? There's it's Moderna, the one that's been in Pfizer, England Johnson for a Johnson while. And, yeah, AstraZeneca's. I think that's the Harvard one, if I'm not, or not the Harvard, uh, the Oxford, Oxford one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, number one, it's from Oxford. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's just much more fun to say AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. And get a little sticker says I got the AZ. I don't. I don't know. I'm just workshopping it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just think a year ago we'd been starting to do our Buffy, or no, we did Lost first, and then Buffy, right? I think we we took a we did a couple weeks off and yeah you were doing laundry in my garage and being like oh yeah what are we gonna I mean yeah because I I ordered a fucking washer and dryer and then they're like oh we said we're gonna deliver that tomorrow we're actually gonna deliver it in June and it's like cool (laughs) well also I think we all still kind of thought a couple weeks couple months I wasn't I I bought a uh what's it called an exercise bike like right away I was like yeah I'm not going anywhere for a while nice well i mean i feel like i had read something back in april that was like this could theoretically be two years of our lives and i was like okay i mean that sucks but if we know I, that and if the government handles it right which it doesn't it is pretty incredible that they managed to get a vaccine out this fast i feel like that doesn't get enough like positive press because yeah, yeah it's insanely quick yeah and apparently it's you know for the most part except for the j and j like they're mm-hmm. pretty good vaccines well, even the Johnson Johnson one, like there's no deaths on that vaccine. So, you know. Well, and and someone who knows a lot better than I do told me, like, honestly, all a vaccine needs to do is be 50% effective. And for uh, like the population in general. Yeah, yeah. So like the fact that 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 Johnson Johnson's at 60 to 70% is not too shabby. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny. I, I haven't really seen a lot of stats on how effective uh, Moderna was until I got the juice in the arm. Oh, it's like 95. Yeah, it's, that's like the well, best but I one. Mean, I mean, this way, I haven't gotten any stats on like first dose. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of stats about the Pfizer. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they've done uh, like detailed studies on like one shot. Uh, According to the lady who poked me, I'm at 74 after 10 days, hmm. which is cool. Nice. Anyway, this is boring. All right. That was our vaccine talk from yeah, uh, two medical professionals. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. James. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we watching lately? I guess we can we can have a WandaVision discussion, right? Or should we... Do we care about spoilers? People should have seen it by now, right? Uh, I mean, skip over the next three minutes, I, I guess. Do you not have much to say on it? I mean, number one, and I don't feel like people are talking about this enough, uh, putting Evan Peters as the dick joke that he is, that's perfect. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. I enjoyed it. I mean, my favorite one of the season was probably the Halloween one. I just felt like that was like the the best mix of everything. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, there's there's definitely parts of it where it's like, okay, well, now it's a Marvel movie, so we have to have some some punchy punch and you know people doing things with their hands. But I think it it stayed with the characters rather than like having like Doctor Strange come in to save the day. So that was nice. Um, well, that's, Luke Skywalker uh, showing up. No, just more Paul Bettany. Um, I think that's the thing, too, I saw on Twitter that was a pretty good point, was a lot of people, you know, obviously the the, the fan theory thing mm-hmm. is very sexist, but it's like everyone's theory involves some man coming in. And it's Fisto like... Or, yeah. yeah, or Nightmare or, or Doctor Strange. And it's like, or, or X-Men, like, like Wolverine's going to show up or whatever. And the beauty of this was like, it's women who who are the villains. It's women who are the heroes. It's women who are like the complicated mixture of both. Yeah, I. I oh, and Jimmy Woo. Yeah, I really love the uh, the ship of Theseus bit. Like, 
What a what a better way to end that confrontation than this, them just like punching each other until one of them gets the upper hand or something, you know, like it was like, where is this going? And then it's like, oh, this is a much more interesting way to uh, evolve this uh, particular point of drama here. The way he just says, well, naturally, <laughs> naturally. Um, well, I, like, I feel like we've mentioned the ship of Theseus a couple times on the pod recently. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what gets me, though, is so White Vision gets his memories back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't he theoretically want to go find Wanda? I mean, his well, last I mean, moments of life were with Wanda and you know, Thanos. Philosophical question. If he has somebody's memories, is it the same thing as being that person? You know, like he, he has all the knowledge of what the other vision went through, but does he have the emotions? Well, I, I see this is the thing where I don't want to bring too much from the comics, but I believe that the whole thing of white vision in the comics was that he had no humanity. It's like he still was vision, but he just like was lacking... Like he still was Wonder Man's brain, but like he didn't have mm-hmm. like emotions. Right. I mean, t- that was kind of what I got from this. And it, it just seems like dramatically speaking, it would have been too convenient for Wanda to just be like, oh, okay, this vision works fine for me. You know, like it, that doesn't feel right from a story right, yeah. perspective. Like the whole story is about her grieving. If I don't know, not that I'm against happy Indians or anything, but like she needed to work through that and not just be like, oh, never mind. I have vision again, you know? Well, I mean, they can still say hello to each other in a whole new way. And they got a whole new storyline. Potentially develop into something, but yeah. Well, there's there's interesting drama, though, I think, just for her to run into White Vision somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he has the memories, but not necessarily the feeling. That's something interesting, especially with her kids. Theoretically, yeah, the, the whole somewhere. The thing with the kids. Um, I was really curious, like, are they? It's Because it, they kind of set up this dramatic stakes where it's like, okay, well, either Wanda continues to essentially mentally torture this whole town full of people or if she gives it up she loses her family and mm-hmm. it's like you know are you here or not what are you gonna do um mm-hmm. and they, they really they did not give her an easy way out um it, and they stuck to it which i was impressed with i love that she doesn't apologize she's just like <laughs> they were just glaring at her yeah that's rough later well but i just i i really enjoyed that scene though just where everyone comes and just kind of confronts her on the mm-hmm. street because i'm sure as a as a show that deals with like grief and depression i imagine metaphorically that's how it feels at times mm-hmm. um where everyone is just staring at you and asking you to like do the right thing or be better or be normal and you're like i'm going to fly away and, and cry what do um, you think of the outfit eh it's yeah, it's the like same. the Marvel Marvel movie version of it. I think it looks better when she's doing her witchy stuff and there's all the red. Like when it was just like her in the daylight, it looked a little too dark to me. But I suppose if she's using her powers a lot, you won't notice it as much. Do you think she at some point goes back in time and kind of creates herself? I don't know. So she kind of shows up to herself in Sokovia? Was that herself showing up or is that some sort of... I mean, we don't know what, what, what is the Scarlet Witch master of chaos magic. Like we don't know what that means, you know? So I, I think one, one of the born retcons, every generation, you know, is, I think one of the retcons in the comic industry or the comics world was that like, eventually like her mother was also the Scarlet Witch at one point, like back when it became a title and not just like, uh, Hey, you wear a lot of red and you do witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I love the classic TV thing though, of like, uh, last episode, which I think the, Second last episode is probably my favorite, but just the uh, uh, Catherine Hahn's like, hey, that's a sigil. Only the witch of Catholic can use it. Wink. Mm-hmm. You know, classic Catherine Hahn wink. And then this one, it's like, last time, wink. Yeah. And then this time, <laughs> it's like, okay, you're going to do something with sigils. We get it. Well, and what I found encouraging is that they're willing to do stuff like 
in the um, in the Agatha all all along song, there's a thing where it's like Agatha behind the camera and like a director's chair, which mm-hmm. like it's it's this kind of formula. It's like did that actually happen? It doesn't really matter, you know. Like like we can we can get a little bit formalist and not like everything must not be totally grounded in realism. Yeah. Well, especially we can have like theme songs and weird stuff, you know. In the last one, the when the 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 metaphor goes up its own ass, where she's in the one sequence and then she looks out and there's like the empty television set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I I fucking love this show. Um, I I enjoyed the the kind of like lost, buried in the journey through TV, like basically that movie. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. You ever seen sure. that? Movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, unfortunately, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, (laughs) Talk about your Mephisto. Yeah. Um, But like, I also just like that in the the second half of the season, we finally got some just like complicated Wanda shit. Um, So I I would be very into a season two of WandaVision. I did think the penultimate vision was maybe like a little too on the nose. Like, I feel like we could have inferred some of that stuff, but I guess like for the people who, who need it spelled out for them. They needed to see that Wanda was a fan of old TV shows to like figure it out. You know. Well, my, see, I, you know, I talked about this like last week before PLL. Like, my only thing about that is just, and I would have taken a throwaway line, but but being that she's not American, I would have like just spelled out like, yeah, my dad bootlegs DVDs from America or whatever. You know, I just um, assume that they get American sitcoms on like rerun, like you know, twenty years later in, in overseas. I don't know because I mean, honestly, I feel like. Uh, her bombed out apartment in Sokovia mm-hmm. didn't look that different from her pre-bombed out apartment in Sokovia. So it's so pretty uh, impressive for that TV to stay on after the uh, bomb blew up. I, yeah, I, I believe someone else pointed on another podcast, but yeah, 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 absolutely. Like uh way to go Sokovia power grid. <laughs> I don't know. There's like a lot of like discourse on Twitter about this show, which I find mostly just like, man, way to just kill an enjoyable thing. Um, you know, like either it's the best thing ever or it's horrible that this is popular because people's expectations are too low. It's like, can we just can we just say that was fun? Was it the best show ever made? No, but uh, it was enjoyable. It it committed to its characters. It kind of stuck with them the whole way and uh, had a good time. Well, I guess the question is, what's the goal of the discourse? Is it like, yeah. like is it good? It's faith? just Twitter people sniping at each other because that's that's all people know how to do on Twitter is like try to dunk on each other. I mean, because I, I saw an interesting point, you know, um, where someone was talking about Monica and Luke Cage and that to to white people like the the bulletproof person of color is mm-hmm. empowering and to black people. It's a it's a dark reminder of that not being the case. And I was like, that's I mean, there's there's discussion there. I don't think that it was like trying to like necessarily tear down the show, but that's an interesting discussion. Uh, but yeah, just like sniping at the thing. Um, I don't know. That's not well, sniping at the like, thing or it... sniping at anyone who dares criticize the thing. It's like, I don't know. I I, I feel like uh I'm I'm better off just not engaging in that discourse. But I mean, if you're a person who are dealing with the things that so many people are dealing with and you do use TV to medicate or it's part of your condition, that's you know, how it relates to you and how you relate to this is is interesting. Um uh, mm-hmm. well it's more than three minutes. Sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah. What else did you watch? Uh, I, I I get the feeling that uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just going to be like real basic. You know, it's like yeah. if WandaVision was a little too far out there for you, don't worry. This is just going to be a bunch of punchy, punchy shooting guns. Also, speaking of Twitter, I saw a thing where some photos from different Marvel things. Elizabeth Olsen loves showing off that she can bend backwards really far while wearing heels. Really? Okay. Because damn, that girl can bend backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
What else did you watch? Ah, man, I have so much on my want to watch list. Um, Chaos Walking got terrible reviews. I kind of still want to watch it. Of course, um, I was going to. Raya and the Last Dragon. Five five years of yeah, waiting to come out. <laughs> I, I'm just curious, though. You know, like how bad well, could it be with Daisy Ridley, Tom Holland, and Mads Mikkelsen in it? Here's here's what saddens me is that Tom Holland can make the argument that he's like shooting Spider Man, but he doesn't have to do press for this movie. Like Daisy Ridley, who's she's wonderful. been out there. Fuck yeah, she's been working hard. That, that makes me encouraged, even if the movie is terrible. I feel like studios are going to notice, hey, she's a gamer. She's out there doing a ton of press for this. Like, cast her as Jessica Drew or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, Ryan the Last Dragon is on my watch list. I have like three Asian cinema movies I downloaded that have really been mean to watch. I just had like zero time at all, uh, partly because there's a three hour and 16 minute movie I was watching instead. Um, but yeah. Um, I got a lot on my plate to watch, but WandaVision's really the only thing I've been watching currently. Moxie's great for anyone who wants to watch it. It's so obviously made that, for... What is that about? I've seen people mentioning that. It's about a group of young women at a high school who are fed up with the status quo and inspired by by the past. They make a zine that kind of calls out the bullshit they have to deal with. It's. Um, Does it take place in the 90s? No, no, no. It takes place like current You can't, current you can't make zines now. Those don't exist anymore. But apparently you can. Um, it's it's obviously made for teenagers. It's just highly enjoyable. It 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 kind of plays with some of the tropes that you would think, like the I don't know, like female friendships being betrayed and what have you. Um, the villain of the movie is so perfectly cast. It's a they've movie. Got this, it's a movie. It's like a Netflix. Oh, movie. I thought it was a TV show for some reason. Okay. I would love for it to be a TV show. I would love to see these characters every week. But uh, uh, so the villain is like this, like the normal boring white guy who's like the, the the school jock that everyone supposedly loves there's something about him in an uncanny valley way that doesn't look right and then i was like oh shit this is arnold schwarzenegger's son oh, okay that's why he looks so creepy to me hmm, interesting but like he he plays that way where like he's like i don't know like a stanford swimmer like he's like this like perfect bright young man of a future ahead of him but like he seems like he might be like low-key like a sociopath too mm-hmm Oh, I hated him so much. Hmm. I hated him so much. All right. Uh, listen to anything but a movie, new? I'm sorry. I was like, movie that I'm glad that I saw on the same week that I saw Troy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, I really haven't been listening to anything new. Just uh, my usual rotation of Folklore Evermore and uh, Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm all over the place. A little Casey Musgraves, a little everything else. What are you reading? Uh, I finished Moonflower Murders, and then do you remember what you asked me to read? Uh, Light of the Jedi. I'm not quite done with it yet. We are actually make, working through it. Okay. I I'm I guess very I have to finish to reading it. it now. I have. Oh, really? I have so many okay. notes written down. Well, we'll do a Greedo one on that. Because I have so many fucking notes mm-hmm. written down. Okay. How wow. far are you? Um, at, at least a halfway through. All right, so you're far enough to, to like. You can't tell me this book is not inspired by the Holdo maneuver. <laughs> I have notes. I have thoughts of my own. I, I don't, think I I don't like what they've done with hyperspace. I'll just put it that way. I would have loved this as a Saturday morning cartoon as a kid. Hmm. All right. Well, check out our future Greedo Shop first podcast for thoughts on Light of the Jedi. Hmm. Um, Begrudgingly, I was like, I kept reading this, being like, Why does he want me to read this? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear your thoughts, man. Uh, I have been reading a book called The Master of the, or I think it's just Master of the Rebels, 
which is a sequel to a Neil Stevenson. And I think it's like Nicole, let me get her full name. It's a Dodo book. It's a, yeah, it's a sequel to the department of Dodo by Nicole Galland. Um, I don't know if Neil Stevenson is really involved in it at all because uh, she's definitely like, you know, credited as a maiden writer. So maybe she's like continuing from here. They, they like worked on like the Mongolia together, I think. Mm. Um, but it's a sequel to the department of Dodo. It's, um, it's interesting so far. I, I think it might all be about Shakespeare essentially. Cause like the, the first book, it's like a time trial book where they're like, they keep, it's like this secret department that keeps traveling back in time to like alter history and in various like small ways to like, uh, you know, to the advantage of the United States. And then like, you know, shit goes wrong and whatnot. But this one, it, it's like there, there's witches and there's like this witch that's trying to prevent technology from evolving. And so they keep on having to go back to Shakespeare's time to like, she's like trying to implant this like destructive spell that the bad witch and one of, uh, in uh, Macbeth, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the lines of Macbeth. And like, they keep on having to go back and like, try to like alter the production of Macbeth. I don't know. It's, I'm sure if you're a Shakespeare nerd, this is like candy for you. Double, double toil and trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? So it's, um, it's fun. It's a little goofy. It's, uh, I'm thinking about halfway through it. So not to that. Uh, so should I read the first one at some point? yeah i'd say it's fun i mean it's it's neil Stevenson, but he's with the co-writer so you get different voices you know like the way it's written is like it, it'll just be like somebody's journal for a few pages and then it's just like here's an email you know from work and then here's like a, a chat conversation on like the work oh. slack but it, it's i don't know it's it's effective work like slack in my time travel book. It, it, it's pretty effective at like <laughs> telling a story from lots of different perspectives and the the fun thing that it does is that like because they're altering history, there's certain details in the novel where you might be like, wait, does that like, is that true? Is that history? Like, you're not sure, you know? And then you realize like, Oh no, they've changed it. So that's why that, that detail felt wrong. So you're getting mandala Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. You're getting Berenstein. Okay. Like, don't, um, don't tell me if this is true or not. Cause I don't want to know. It could be a spoiler, but like in the book I'm reading now, Shakespeare has this brother, Ned. And I'm like, did Shakespeare have a brother? Maybe he did. I have no idea. So this this character, I'm like, I don't know if this character exists in real life or he's like made up because of something they did. I can't wait till someone tweets to you about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. I can't wait till you get like a thousand tweets about Nedward Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, or Shakespeare or whatever the real name would have been. Um, interesting. Uh, so the the cover of that first one, it set off my, uh, oh, this is probably YA, Dar. Because it just looks like not a an adult book. The Rise and the, Fall of Dodo. Yeah. The okay. uh, well, also the fact that it's called the Rise and Fall of Dodo. Mm-hmm. Department of like diachronic operations. I think is what it stands for. So Department of Dodo is like there's there's two extra words that you don't need in there. So yes. you're saying Department of Department of diachronic. Okay. Um, interesting. But like uh, I always love that kind of basic premise, which has been used a thousand times, like the the Connie Willis books about the uh, like time traveling Oxford scientists who mm-hmm. are just like studying things and then something goes wrong. Like to me, that's uh, I watched a little bit of that fucking NBC show with uh, what's her name for Mad Men and the guy with the stupid face. But like uh, that's a great premise for a show. Like time travel is always fun. I, I don't. I, I'm pro time. Yeah, and, and the way it works is that um, they have to go back several times to change something. They have to change like enough like strands of time or whatever for it to start to ripple into the present. You can't just do it once, you know. So it's like there's this like Groundhog Day vibe to it, as well as the time travel vibe. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Interesting. Interesting. 
All right. Well, I think it's time to discuss Troy, the director's cut, uh, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. 2004? 2004. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when it was I saw the director's cut. I, I think probably like I rented it on DVD or Blu-ray at some point. Right from Netflix. Uh, I believe this was, I was going to confirm, I'm so sorry if I get the name wrong. I believe it was Amanda who at our meetup two mm-hmm. years ago suggested we do Troy. All right. Congratulations, Amanda. You won. And I, and I think every time I said, oh, well, Amanda said we should do Troy, you would always be like, the director's cut. Oh, you have to, I feel like. <laughs> I need all that I extra just, blood and I violence. Just, I just love that every time I'd be like, hey, what about Troy? And you're like, the director's cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hit us with an opening statement. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. This movie wants what all movies want. It just wants it more. Um, I'm going to take this for a walk. This is the movie that Brad Pitt dropped out of the fountain at the last minute for. So you could argue that this is the Angelina Jolie to his Jennifer Aniston. Oof. Um, the movie's horny. It's bombastic as fuck. It's bombastically horny. It's not a great movie, nor is it high art, but I love it. It's got that quality that like bingeable shows just suck at the teat of, um, which is probably why we have David Benioff who, you know, once he got his novel adapted by Spike Lee, then became a screenwriter. Uh, this movie makes me wish there was a season of Westworld where instead of the Old West or the Shogun world, we'd just go to like Trojan Siege fuck party world. Um, Greek mythology has always interested me. I read the Iliad when I was 10. Um, uh, I had no idea that this uh, epic poem could become a delightful movie about toxic male relationships. Um, there's ladies here, but it's interesting considering that all the pressure we've historically put on Helm, this is still a multi-generational actorly sausage fest. I mean, some of these dudes got wood and some of these dudes are as wooden as a Trojan horse. Um, it's refreshing as fuck to take the gods out of the movie and make them like fictional creations that people obsess over and assign meanings to pointlessly, like in real life. Um, Poor Hector, his baby brother, puts his dick in another international situation. I mean, Eric Bannon and Orlando Bloom in this movie are like, but what if Don Jr. and Eric were human and also fuckable? Uh, Brad Pitt, classic pouty hunk. Brian Cox is wonderful and, and underused as much as he's overused. Honestly, this, he steers this whole movie from being sword and sandal to being like sword and scandal. Uh, I have so many singers You're just here. really working on those, huh? I, I have so many singers. Everyone has bad hair in this movie, which I adore. Uh, bad hair. Flaw. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great bad wigs. Luxuriant, specific... oiled, and perfumed manes of hair. <laughs> One specific flaw of the director's cut is that there's too many scenes. I feel like they say the same thing. And in conclusion, it's cheesy. It's horny. It's what all movies are about, which is posterity and also cuckolding. James, sing, O oh goddess of the petulant swagger of Achilles. I love this so, movie. It uh, it's, it has so many on the nose, like deeply stupid parts. And it goes on forever, but I can't help enjoying it. Um, it's it's like war as sport. Like so much of this movie feels like you're watching a sporty match where you just have like spectacle that each side's rooting for. And like they're rooting on their star player and they're cheering when one side, you know, scores a point or whatever. Um, it's just so, so delightfully cheesy. Uh, I, I was also really big on the Greek myths as a kid. I was almost a classics major. So I remember being super psyched when this movie came out. Uh, I think the, the critical reception of this was middling at best. Uh, but I remember thinking that they really nailed like the kind of petulant diva vibes of Achilles from the, the poem because Achilles just <laughs> seems like such a fucking like like diva wide receiver. Uh, I remember reading the the Iliad there. Um, I love all the 1v1 fights. The director's cut is just needlessly gory and violent. The romance with Perseus is just just absurdly Hollywood. It's just like, oh, come on. 
it's pure cheese. I can't get enough. Um, and just my God, like the raw sexual energy that pulses through this whole movie. It's really something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. End statement. I mean, this movie will give you an STD. Like, like the your ticket for this movie should have like should have come with like anti or, uh, um, antibiotics. Give you the play. I saw this in the theater. Oh yeah, I saw this in the theater. Or the trailer yeah. for this, I remember, was being pretty dope. Like the yeah. the shot of like the thousand ships and whatnot. Yeah. Well, no. Then uh, and they I had to correctly. take out some of the ships. It's like too much. <laughs> they were so close together; they would mm-hmm. crash. It was like more than a thousand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you, you maybe you think just like if you could put the two Asian guys or the sports broadcasters from Better Off Dead in this movie, just commenting. Well, and it various- really is like this is quite literally like the ur text of like Western fiction. You yeah, know, yeah. fiction of western civilization so it's like it's all the stuff that's uh, filtered its way through like every other plot we've ever told it's, it's all kind of in here too well but also the movie is like very forward-thinking in the sense of like like an ip cinematic universe because they're clearly like I, I i you can't tell me they're not trying to lay some some pipe for like the odyssey or the Aeneid. the odyssey even. and the Aeneid. fuck the Aeneid. roman <laughs> propaganda I mean, not not that uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey aren't in some ways propaganda, but the Aeneid is like literally like the Romans like commissioned it to be like, give us our own cool backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's like Aeneas goes and like founds Rome. It just, yeah, yeah, it just goes and founds Rome and Romulus and Remus and all that shit. <sighs> yeah, so the movie starts with a dog. It's a real, real mangy mutt. After decades of warfare, Agamemnon, king of Mycenae, has forced the kingdoms of Greece into a loose alliance. Only Thessaly remains unconquered. So what are what are the, what were they actually called in the the poem? Is it the the Achaeans, the Achaeans, Achaeans, or something like Achaeans? that? Yeah, yeah. The the Greek. Um, Sean Bean has just like this casual voiceover, just like men are haunted by the vastest maternity. So we ask ourselves, will our actions echo across the centuries? It's, it's like. Well, it's, it's funny because, yes, obviously, because we're watching this movie, you know, like for all the completely just like s- congratulatory, like jerk off conversations they have about who's going to remember your name. It's like, well, I guess you were right on that regard because we do remember your name. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, we're watching Brad Pitt yeah. bring, I don't know, pouty surfer boy nuance. It's, yeah, it's role. it's the surfer boy jock mentality that so many of these characters have. Like there's like a scene a little later after the first battle where it's like, Achilles meets up with Ajax and they're basically like good game out there. Let's dap up. Like that's like basically a conversation, you know, like <laughs> high five slap ass. All right, let's go. Let's go get him again. Yeah. Oh, and some of these guys are just fucking horny for murder. <laughs> <laughs> like Ajax is pure roid rage. Tyler Maine and perhaps his best role. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Sabertooth's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Sabertooth sucks. So it's not very hard. A high bar to cross. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on a limb. I don't know if you agree. I think Brian Cox is perfect for this movie. Brian like, Cox is just the ham of all hams in this movie. He's just he like, is, give it all to me. I will eat it. Yeah. He is like a little too arch. Wonderfully. A little too cartoonish. Brilliantly. His like scenery chewing is just like he has a big appetite. <laughs> they fought bravely yesterday. Not well, but bravely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And like, so you, you've got this like LOL, of like Brian Cox and Julian Glover of all people. Uh, oh, there's like so out. many big names in this movie. Like a bunch of them are in Game of Thrones. Like it's, it's all the yeah. old like English actors. You got a couple Bond villains. Yeah, I mean, like just this multi-generation sausage fest uh, of, of thespians. But like Julian Glover brings out his best fighter. who's like this eight foot tall dude. who looks like he's just like stopped on his way to like a Mad Max yes. movie. 
Um, the the fight that what a perfect intro to Achilles. He's just like draped, uh, you know, naked amongst you know a bunch of women. They have to wake him up for the fight. Well, LOL at King Brian Cox not ensuring that Achilles is there with the I'm... army when he calls him out. <laughs> also, one thing I notice every time I watch this movie, I don't know if it bugs you as much as it bugs me. The uh, like the weird armor that um, the Greeks wear, especially like Agamemnon, it so clearly looks like some sort of like injected molded vinyl. Like it does not look like metal at all. It looks like it will just bend if you poke it. Um, I just I notice it every single time. Also, it's clearly a movie, so all the guys are like wearing panties and thongs. But like, if you even look at like the Wikipedia art, like there is just dong hanging out of their skirts and everything. If they're even wearing clothes, mm-hmm. they're not just wearing like helmets and shoes. Like and the dick. forerunners of anime. But like, there's so many things I want to get. I'm so sorry. I want to get granular on this kid who gets sent to find Achilles. He oh. knows exactly where he is because he heard that kind of fucking the night before from like two villages over. Um, when when he's like, oh, there's just like this giant guy. Who, you know, he says, I wouldn't want to fight him. And Achilles says, that's why no one will remember your name. <laughs> Burn. <Yeah>. Roasted. <laughs> to roast that kid. But also, I, I want to make that my new uh, my new burn whenever I, any, I have to you know stick it to anyone. <laughs> but like, just there's so many like I don't know like stupid clever like 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 back and forth. It's just like uh, is it true what they say that your mother's an immortal goddess that you can't be killed? And he's just like I wouldn't be bothering with the shield then would I? <laughs> you stupid <laughs> shit. Else he takes his horse. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. I got your horse. Um. Yeah, so like they're shooting the shit. Uh, I just love the Achilles, or Achilles. Just like imagine a king who fights his own battles, bra. Wouldn't that be a sight? <laughs> and then it's like of all the warlords loved by the gods, I, I hate, hate him, him the most. most. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the major domo king who's always hanging out at Brian Cox's side. I like bet his kingdom, Yeah, I love. That. I think that his kingdom loves him because he's always gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the the first fight here. Yeah. I mean, if you can even call it a fight, it's fucking, it rules. And I want to say they might have, was this in the original cut? I think so, yeah. It was, yeah. but I think they cut out a lot around it. I feel like this, other than the dog at the beginning, I feel like this is pretty much what I remember from seeing. Well, and and like the two minutes of armies approaching each other, maybe, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Brad Pitt takes his tall dude down. His fighting style can only be described as like dance, shanking. Well, he's got like his special moves where he like, he jukes to the left and then leaps up to the right and like stabs down. Like he does it multiple times when he's fighting Hector and Hector blocks it both times. It's pretty cool. Like if you could just put like a, like a football in his other hand, yeah. it would make sense. Well, that's why I mean this, this movie is it's, it, I like it for dumb reasons. Like the fight scenes are cool, you know, like it's, it's really fun to watch the, them fight. Well, like what if like all of their, like the Myrmidons who in my notes, for some reason it kept uh, autocorrecting to Mermen. Mm-hmm. It's it's just interesting, so I might say mermen more than once. But like, I would love if like like we did like a whole corporate sponsorship thing, and like the, all of their shields had like Nike swooshes on them, <laughs> or they're eating Subway sandwiches while they're cutting dudes down. I mean, they know how to market that everyone just knows them as the Myrmidons, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh fuck, here comes the Myrmidons. Oh, just the amount of like the 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 central conceit of like, oh shit, everyone knows like Achilles's armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he moved like you, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, this fight where he just fucking takes this guy out with like one move. It's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. He throws his shield aside, just ducks the other spear. Like wherever yeah. they found to play this, like was this guy's name like Broagrius or whatever? Like huge dude, like effectively scary. And Achilles just completely dominates him. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the the way like throwing a spear that far and that hard, mm-hmm. like 
that's not something that modern people uh, I, I don't know what's what men what's stopping you from doing that i guess um so trojan peace summit uh my first note is just oh wait wait before we get to that i just oh, yeah, have yeah. to call out the line is there no one else yes love that there's a there's a lot of great just like shit talking lines in this yeah yeah i mean well his whole energy in this movie is basically like listen up fives a tennis yeah, talking fuck you on the best <laughs> Uh, just for Julian Glover to be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm cucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Trojan Peace Summit. My first note is just, do the harem dancers have to coordinate and practice their cues? Like, is there like probably. a rehearsal and a little five, six, seven, eight? That's probably they prepared like a whole year for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and King Brendan Gleeson is just basically like, Eric Bana, let's get fucking together. <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm the only like morally centered person in this movie. I'll be fine just sipping my wine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the princes of Troy here. In in a way, I feel like it's perfect casting because Orlando Bloom, yes. you already kind of want to hate him, and so yes. like for him to be Paris, you're like, yeah, he looks like a fuck boy. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently Orlando Bloom walked out of the premiere hating his character in a way <laughs> that he didn't while making the movie, and it's like, what, what did you think did you, you were making? <laughs> When you go and hug Eric Bana's ankle, who did you think you were? Bitch? Well, like, have you read the Iliad? Paris doesn't come uh, off well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, also at the at the actual banquet, no one no one notices the fuck guys that launched the thousand ships. I mean, I, I feel like they're kind of suggesting that uh, Brandon Gleason here is probably like uh, not exactly faithful. He's like dancing with all the, the hair oh, dancers. He's addicted too. to philandering. Yeah. He's addicted. So it's like, well, it's okay. Which, I mean, Helen, the face not that too launched hard a thousand on the chips. Eyes. Yeah, not too hard on the eyes, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, well, um, he's a king. I, I guess so. I guess so. Um, so Eric Bana, Eric Bana's kind of role in this movie is that once he realizes his brother's been off fucking the king's wife, he makes a face. I love the face he makes. I love. I really love Eric Bana. This he might. If we're doing power rankings, I think he might be my number one. Even even with Achilles doing all he's doing, uh, they, it might be a twofer. Like they're mm. both so good at what they're doing. Like mm. like Eric Bana is just like his whole role is for you to like him and then him to get brutally yes. murdered. <laughs> his role is to lose. But yeah, uh, the but way he just looks up at the uh, like the stairwell and it's just like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so Paris has been fucking Helen all week long at this peace summit. Mm-hmm. So he fucks her again the night before they're leaving. There's this weird blocking. Where like she's like laying on the bed like ass up like she's uh, Brigitte Bardot and, and mm-hmm. contempt and he's kneeling as if he's going to feed her the D and he's like I have a present for you and he picks up like, a necklace that's been like laying on the ground the whole time <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> he is oiled up oh apparently uh, Eric Bana had to shave his chest for this movie oh my god mm-hmm. the Hulk the original Hulk had to shave his chest I think these uh, are all deleted scenes all the uh, the extra scenes with. Oh, because there's and, there's no there's no Helen nudity in the theatrical cut. No, and there's also just not much to that relationship. I think they're trying to like build it a little more. You know, like why are we fighting this war? Well, so I read that you know it's not on my my list, but at the end, but like one of the IMDb trivia things was that Peterson wanted to take out the Helen character altogether. And my first no, thought was, that. well, that's well, my first thought was like that's dumb. And then my second thought was like, well, he's not going to really do anything of Helen anyway, so. 
Uh, uh, you still got to have Helen there. I mean, there's no Cassandra already. Yeah. Um, I do think you can see the uh, the kind of roots of Game of Thrones a little bit here, not just in the casting, but in the kind of like steering away from the supernatural. There's no gods here. It's like a, a quote unquote realistic, uh, you know, retelling of the Iliad. Well, the so, so, you know, Benioff quote from some interview, we were like every time that they had a choice, like, do we steer more towards the Iliad or do we steer more towards like a movie? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we chose a movie every time because it's yeah. a movie, um, which is an interesting, I think, way to, you know, talk about how well they adapted at least the books of Game of Thrones. Oh, that's a whole I other mean, discussion. But I mean, I feel like the, I don't know. I, I was mostly praised their, their book adaptation. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear about Lady Stoneheart, but like, anyway, so Eric Bana has this bizarre exchange with this one dude about uh, like tecton. what kind of animal they're going to sacrifice to the Poseidon for their voyage. Mm-hmm. It absolutely makes me think that someone is going to fuck one of those animals. Okay. It's like, too weird. It's just, it's that's almost just like how it was back then. They had to sacrifice some animals and you got to fuck it first. Mm. Um, also, can we just talk about actresses who were almost Helen? Oh, it was like a bunch of them. Apparently, like when they did decide to put her in the movie, uh, Peterson just wanted like uh, an unknown. But yeah, it's like any any big star from that era. Well, any big star, any TV actress, the international flavor. You got Halle Berry, Kieran Knightley, Kristen Crook, Jennifer Lopez, Sophie Marceau, Connie Nielsen, Katie Holmes, and Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't think any of those work. I, I think Diane Kruger is fine as Helen. Well, could he- I mean, I love Katie, but can you imagine Katie Holmes as Buffy and or Helen of no, Troy? No, I can't. <laughs> She's just like, oh, my God, Paris, take your dog for a walk. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So on the high seas the next well, day. I love how uh, when Paris comes back downstairs, uh, Hector like grabs him by the face and like squeezes his face. It's just really funny. But yeah, on the on the seas the next day, the outfits that these dudes are wearing, it's like sorry wraps and like just the loosest open vest ever. These dudes are just like looking to catch some rays. Adorable matching sailing quilt sarongs. Mm -hmm. Like if they had put on like like douchebag sunglasses at the same time. I mean, they practically have puka shells on. It's the the necklace isn't quite that, but it's close. And they've got that just like the kind of curly must hair. Oh yeah, these guys are feeling it. Well, what's what is the travel time on the high seas between like Menelas and Troy? You gotta think of like days at least. Okay, like you're absolutely wearing an outfit where like the other sailors are making fun of you all the time. This is how they all dress, man. They knew how to live back then. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, this is what uh, Matt Dillon wanted to wear on vacation after he <laughs> got away at the end of Wild Things. <laughs> but yeah, the the brotherly relationship between Brendan Gleeson and Brian Cox characters is hilarious mm-hmm. because they're they're like these portly guys. One is Irish, one is Scottish. <laughs> They both presumably spend three hours a day braiding their long hair. Um, Brian Cox is so horny for war. He even has like a special handshake for going to war with his, with his dudes. Well, and like the way he's like, he's hugging his brother and then there's like sneering over his shoulder. Like, ha ha ha. <laughs> this is what I wanted. An excuse to go to war. I, I have no problem with Christoph Waltz, but like, honestly, tell me Brian Cox should have, shouldn't have been a Bond villain. Like imagine him as Blofeld. I'm almost surprised he hasn't been a Bond villain. Yeah people find bond they lose bond yeah but yeah so paris reveals that uh, helen's on the ship and at first uh hector wants to turn around but he really he knows he can't so yeah it's like well you fucked us all thanks a lot paris there are so many times where I'll, I'll, I'll say this though this is where i think brad pitt besides just being a 
a pouty diva demanding the spotlight. Like he's always very singular. Like he sticks to his guns. Whereas Hector is a little bit wishy-washy and that's kind of how he dies. Mm -hmm. But uh, back to Brian Cox, he's just like, well, I always thought that my brother's wife was a foolish woman, but she's also proved to be very useful. (laughs) As he like parades around in his muumuu. With a basically like he's carrying like a like a horse-tailed dildo as a scepter the entire mm-hmm. time. Um, but the major like but Nestor's summation of Achilles, that man was born to end lives. Yes, I love that line. <laughs> that man was born to end lives. All right, so this scene on Ithaca, this is not in the theatrical cut, right? Um which one? The the one where they what, go to visit Odysseus? Uh, the Rosencrantz, Guildenstern, Chucklefucks. I don't go to think him. so. No, I don't think that's in the original. This scene is so fucking weird. So you got Sean Bean as Odysseus or Ulysses, uh, which I think Ulysses is probably what he's the, really uh, feeling himself in this movie. I guess so. Like he's he's sitting there like petting his dog in a way where I feel like he's doing something unnatural to that well, dog because he's like the cool guy. Okay, what is up with you fucking animals here? Like what's going on? You keep bringing it up. It's it just seems like he's a hmm. little too affectionate with this dog, man. Okay. Also. I believe in the Odysseus. This is this is Argos, the dog who waits twenty plus years for his masters to return, mm-hmm. much like the dog in Futurama that breaks uh, everyone's heart. But uh, they're like, "Hey, man! Like, we know you're Odysseus. Like, uh, we're here to recruit you." And he's just like, "Oh, Odysseus! That guy keeps fucking my wife." No, no, no! You're misunderstanding it. They don't know he's Odysseus. They're asking they, where Odysseus is, and he's just like, "Fuck seems- that guy!" And they're like, "Oh my god! He just said that about their, his king." They don't know. Trust me. They kind of know. They don't. They don't know. It kind of seems like they know. You're wrong. And then he convinces them. He convinces them otherwise of his ridiculous, like, trickster shit. No, no. The whole thing is supposed to be a joke where they don't realize he's Odysseus. Because he's he's a cool king. He's not like the other kings. I'm sure that that's what the intention is. But uh, this sassy little trickster is just uh, torpedoing this scene. Hmm. Um, But yeah, so apparently the idea is that only Odysseus can talk sense into Brad Pitt. Because they're buddies uh, or whatever, which I, I can't remember if that's really in the Iliad or not, but sure. Yeah. Um, do you want to have the Patroclus conversation now? Patroclus? Um, so his cousin? Yes. He sometimes keeps a house guest. Uh, but I, I feel like the charm of young Brad Pitt was what made him so attractive as he had, like not so secretive bisexual boy energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sean Bean shows up. And again, what I love about this movie is that this really doesn't matter the gender. Everyone is basically flirting with each other in some kind of aggressive way. Um, like these three guys talking about this poten- potential uh, impending war of Troy, like going to Ilium, like I half expected them to discuss the possibility of going to war or like a rainbow party. <laughs> I mean, everyone was fucking back then for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I like the, the, just like the, the conversation. Well, where like Patroclus keeps on trying to like, just like keep fighting, you know? And so like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt will just like kick his ass a little bit more. Yeah. And like continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even like if they had newspapers back then, it'd be the classic Onion headline where it'd be like W A dash. Turn the page R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So also, when were pants invented? But clearly not yet. Yeah, these dudes are just letting it flow. Yeah. So you have speaking of just like older great actors, you've got Julie Christie, totally wasted in this movie as Brad Pitt's mom. Single scene. Yeah. Um, like it's like the fourth scene in a half an hour where someone is like, "Hey, Brad Pitt, going to War of Troy will make you a legend," but also it's suspiciously intertwined with your own deaths. 
So, well, and like Odyssey's whole thing is like, hey man, you really want to miss out on this? Like everyone's going to remember this. You got to be there. Yeah. It's like it's a place to be. I also like the spear that Achilles throws on a tree next to Odysseus. Just like fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. That's like a classic scene though. Just like mm. letting you know, I know you're there. Yeah. But yeah, Brad Pitt's basically going to put like stoic and surfer pensive and pouty into like a beefcake blender. It's like a lot of blue steel. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of blue steel. Like bleach bomb blue steel, which I guess he wasn't going to get in the fountain. I did like um, there's a there's a bit where Odysseus is saying he's like, oh, some say Hector is the best of all the Greeks, too. And like Achilles, like he's like drinking water and he gets this like tight grin on his face. Like he knows exactly what Odysseus is doing. It's kind of like, ah, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And then like Achilles mom is basically like it seems like she kind of wants him to go to Troy and die. She's like, your glory walks hand in hand with your doom. Which is just funny because like half of uh, the Iliad is just Achilles sitting on the beach, like praying to his mom and crying. Well, she's like, cool. Well, if you don't go, you'll get married and have kids and they'll remember you. But eventually no one will remember you. And yeah, what, what a loser you'd be, you know, or you could go and get glory and die. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just, that's the way I'm putting it to you. I was just thinking of, I don't know why the, the Rick and Morty thing with like, you went back to work at the furniture store after beating cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. This guy's taking Roy off the grid. Um, (laughs) So Paris and Hector return to Troy. Helen's with them. The people of Troy are throwing them like a, like an end of the phantom menace parade. Yes. (laughs) She's got the golden, you know, olive leaves in her hair. Like we really need like the talking head news coverage equivalent where like anyone who's like somewhat geopolitically savvy is just like, oh, they brought Helen. We're fucked. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Helen and Paris give off the quintessential whiff of I give it six weeks. Yeah, really. Uh, also, the wig on Peter O'Toole cracks me up in this movie because in my mind, it gets bigger and bigger of each new scene. Oh, yeah. King Priam here. He, I think he might have gotten nominated for an Oscar for this. I can't remember. This, I think the hope was that he would get an Oscar win for this because he, he'd never won. Yeah, he eventually took the honorary, mm-hmm. I think, because he was like at the point where he, he was going to die soon. Yeah, He was nominated like six times mm-hmm. or something. Peter O'Toole is like just he's one of the greats. But uh, I love he's just like, oh, man, my son, you really screwed the pooch on this one. My son, speaking of they, animal. They do the move where they like pour some out for the gods before they take a sip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King Peter O'Toole has that kind of like Joe Biden creepy touch vibe. <laughs> like the amount of face kisses that Trojan dudes give people in the scene borders on SNL parody. As like there's tradition. literally a Bill Hader scene about just like making out for your entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, Saffron Burrow shows up. She's like, hey, Hector, here's our sad fucking kid. Who he um, possibly has never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Depending on how long you're sailing mm-hmm. to Menelos. Like how long the, the peace envoy was. I kind of feel bad that movies never know what to do with Saffron Burroughs. It's not that she's necessarily good or bad in movies, but her name is Saffron Burroughs. Mm-hmm. You should cast her just for Getting that. Eat, chomped in half by a shark. Yeah. And Rose Byrne is like, hey, I'm in this movie. I thought it was funny that Kira Knightley auditioned for the Perseus role because like they're both Padme's handmaidens and they both look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that Natalie Portman wasn't on that list for Helen. But she's probably doing, I don't know. Yeah, she's probably the clones or something. Be for Vendetta, something like that. Yeah, she's shaving her head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they they make like a point of being like, oh, the Trojan boys are all going to be super bummed that you went and became a nun. <laughs> yeah, they really like call out her virginity. Yeah. 
<laughs> just to let you know. Too bad no one can hit that except for the sun god. Um, Later on, we get uh, Paris. He's he's in another loose wrap and like a big robe, shirtless. Yeah. Uh, well, Eric Bana, who didn't turn around and take Helen back, is going to throw his dad under the bus for not sending Helen packing. This is what I'm talking about. It's like, like Hector, it's like, I know this is kind of the screenwriter's fault, but like, pick a lane, man. Which way are you going? His, his lane is he's the good, the good son of Troy. He's just trying to do what's right. And obviously yeah. that's going to hurt. Yeah. Or where's King He's Pino also Tullis? not a fan of the gods. He's like, fuck them gods. Yeah. Um, oh my God. One of the most satisfying deaths in the whole fucking movie is Nigel Terry, the high priest. <laughs> I am a high priest. <laughs> yeah. It was to see if you can fly, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like uh, King Peter O'Toole's whole thing is basically just like, I'm going to shoot this whole country in the foot because I don't want to hurt my son's feelings. <laughs> Although I, I think they are right in that like, it, there's no like the war is happening now. Like if you send her back, like, you know, Agamemnon doesn't give a shit about Helen and like his brother's, right. uh, you know, romantic problems. He wants to go to war. I'm just saying you could do like a whole PR thing about, mm-hmm. you know, poor Helen is being victimized by mental loss and we're like, we're liberating her mm-hmm. or what happened. I mean, that is essentially what this movie is doing. There are various interpretations of it where Helen does not go willingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so first night back in Troy, Helen's like staring at the sea, freaking out. Orlando Bloom's like pacing nervously. He suggests that they run away and that he'll hunt deer. Of course, deer. yeah, he'll run away and hunt deer, you ass. I don't think this that guy even knows how days. to... I'm amazed that he's any good with the bow and arrow after that one training scene because I don't think this guy knows how to wipe his ass correctly. Um, but like at one point after listening to him prattling on of his naive bullshit, she's just like, you're very young, my love. You're younger than I was. I have made a huge mistake. <laughs> well, you got to go with it then. Yeah, all the uh, the preparation scenes of the battle. I always find it funny because like they filmed this, I think, in like Morocco and then Mexico. It's mm-hmm. just like this barren beach. There's not a, a shrub in sight, and yet there has so many logs for like spikes. And, and so it's like, where are yeah. all the trees that you're getting this wood from? Yeah. I It's, it's kind of fascinating to think about like geology that we'll never understand. Like, there's a reason there's no trees on Easter Island. It's mm-hmm. because we have the Moai. <laughs> like there used to be a lot of trees. Um, also, the the score is kind of a, a funky thing in this uh, this director's cut because like they rejected one composer's entire score. The uh, it was like James Horner, director's, I think, did the main one. I think so. Like the director's cut has a lot of like temp music, or it has basically like uh, entire Danny Elfman yeah. score from. Planet of the uh, Apes. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, which is bizarre. But like the it has like one of those like fake orchestra sounding keyboard sounds mm-hmm. for this part, which I and hate. Virtual instrument, yeah. Um yeah, so the gong was rung, the Greek ships are on the horizon. I love how like uh, the gong is run and like all the, the men of Troy shirtlessly like go to the yeah. ledge to watch. Yeah, yeah, why they're watching. Like, they re- it's like a close up on like Paris's nipple here as he walks into frame. It's a it's a Joel Schumacher shot, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but again, I was just like, how long was the sea journey? Because the Greeks should have been three to seven days behind Hector in Paris because they discover Helen's gone the next day. Well, then they got to go to Agamemnon and like call the banners and whatnot. I mean, he sends to Sean Bean. In reality, this was a 10 year war. And what we see in this movie is like in the, the last stage of the war, like spread over like a few days. Well, much like, uh, um, the poem itself is like the, the, not even like the final few weeks. It's like a few weeks of the 10 year war with a lot of like 
flashbacks, flashbacks and flash forwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, uh, oh, where's my notes here about Brad Pitt? Oh, his, uh, heart, Brad Pitt's so hardcore that even his like ship is in first place of the thousand ships. And not just that, he's so punk rock, his sails are black. Oh, yeah. Protest. All black sail. What a fucking G. Like, I want him to have like black nail polish too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Eudorus, like his main dude here. This is a bandana guy. Yeah, he's got kind of like the weird, like sad eyes. Yeah, he looks like uh, like like Stephen Van Zandt from the East Street mm-hmm. Band. Um, yeah, so Eric Bana has maybe the cheesiest line in the movie. Oh, what's that? There's a lot of cheese. All, all my life, I've lived by a code, and that code is simple: honor the gods. Love your woman and defend your country. And everyone's just like, fuck yeah. And he's like, Troy's mother's who all fight for her. I love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brad Pitt's pep talk to his boys. Do you know what's waiting? Do you know what's there waiting beyond the beach? Immortality. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> Which kind of the better speech? It, it fucking rules, man. I'm not saying I'm pumped, but I'm saying my dick is hard. Um, he makes Patroclus stay on the ship. I love that. Yeah, so the beach scene looks like a real cosplay version of the opening of Saving Private Ryan. It, I mean, um, it, it is totally like they're referencing visually, like Saving Private Ryan with like some of the shots there, like storming the beach. Um, just the the Achilles is so horny for blood that he's like, I'm going to outpace the rest of the ships to get there first. It'll be like yeah. all alone against the entire army. And yeah. also, I think they mentioned at one point that he's got like 50 Myrmidons or whatnot. Like mm-hmm. at least a dozen of those dudes go down here in this opening fight, and seemingly it, it well, takes no toll on them at all. I had to pause the movie to have a fit of laughter when the one guy takes a burning arrow in the thigh. I don't know why, but that was hilarious mm-hmm. to me. Um, so the mermen do like their cool shield thing. Mermaidin. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a few instances of like dudes taking spears straight to the face. To the face. It's great. Uh, so bloody, uh, so violent. I love it. Then we got our first look at Ajax, who's like this great big tall lunatic. I am only- Ajax, breaker of souls. Look upon me in despair. Yeah. He's like not just like horny for murder, he's like jealous of Brad Pitt. Like he's mm-hmm. throwing dudes off to the oars to start rowing. Yes. Because he wants he's he's like, no, I'm I'm so horny for battle, and Achilles is getting there first. But I mean, like that line, the breaker of souls line, I feel like acting is hard. And any actor who has to deliver that line and convince me probably had trouble sleeping the night before you know, the anxiety. But but not Tyler Maine. He's born for it. But his Warhammer makes human bodies squirt blood like fleshy water balloons. Yes. I love the uh like the kind of shield formation that Achilles and his Myrmidon do when they, yeah, they yeah. finally like like uh group up there. And they're like slowly like they'll like drop down and have like some archers like shoot some dudes behind them. It's pretty cool. The yeah, way oh, they like also- march forward. Yeah, and then like when it's one on one, like Brad Pitt, he might as well be a Jedi because his secret move is spinning. Well, and he has like he'll do the weird thing where he'll like like hold the sword like behind his back to like box something. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. But like 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 Baby Anakin Skywalker spinning—that's mm-hmm. a fun trick. Yippee! Um, this dude is canceling lives. Um, He's born to end lives. I saw a line online that I'm gonna I'm gonna adapt here. If you run into this dude, then the only thing left in the movie of your life is the credits. <laughs> But he, he like beheads the golden Apollo statue just to tell the gods what the fuck is up. Yes. Yeah, he's, um, he's, it, he's you know, damning the gods there, which, of course, will come back to haunt him, metaphorically speaking. Then Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, they have these kind of smoldering flirtatious looks that like, like, like when they're throwing spears at each other. I mean, there's this scene is. 
I love just he, as sexual as anything else. When he picks up the spear and just like wipes Tecton from like, you know, a hundred meters away or something like that. Later yeah. on, like 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 Hector's like so shaken by it, he has like talked to his wife about it later, and it's just like, I've never seen a throw like that before. Well, he talks to his wife about it later in a way that should make his wife a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the scene when um um Sal is like acting out something of his wife and his wife is just like oh shit I don't think my husband's into girls are you talking about Mad Men yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah so inside the temple of Apollo there on the beach Brad Pitt's like taunting Eric Bonner from the shadows and honestly Raylo okay I, I really like the the way that they'll just like pause in these fights to just be like hey let's have a conversation here I kind of was waiting for Brad Pitt to pull out a uh we're not so different, you and I. You and I, we're not so different. Um, but yeah, Eric Bannon is just like, you know, how many women are waiting for Troy's like choice gates for their men who will never return? And Brad Pitt's like, perhaps your brother can comfort them. I hear he's good at charming other men's wives. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like Hector and Achilles both know that neither of them give a shit about Paris. And it's, you know, like, no, no. It's like Achilles doesn't care. Oh, it's like, that's not yeah. why he's here. This is my brother. He's a fuck boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I gonna do? Like, I, I love when Achilles chops the head off Apollo's of statue, and Eudorus just has this like bug eye, like, "Oh my god, you just did that!" Yeah, because <laughs> at first he's just like, "My lord, this is the temple, the you know Achilles or Apollo is watching or whatever," and he's just like, "Oh yeah, slice." <laughs> he's just yeah. like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, my, my dude, like, grab that that giant gold head and pack it away. <laughs> yeah. That's a fortune. You just retired on that. Um. Ever, after the fight's over, you know, uh, after Achilles and Hector have been totally flirting and like they've dragged the bodies away, everyone is like fist bumping on the Greek side. Like they're treating each other like they just arrived at Burning Man. Well, we, we get the, this will happen often where it's just like, all right, that's enough killing for today. It's too early in the day for killing princess. You, you guys just like take off. We'll fight later. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, man, my God. Um, so the the Myrmidons, they find Rose Byrne, they give her over to their boss, like satisfy his urges with. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to strip and show the entire butcher shop off. Oh, man. What do you think he smells like in that scene? Well, let me let me back that up even further. Who is the Myrmidons road manager? Whose job is to set up the fancy hut for their superstar while he's off murdering? I, mean, I think Eudora, Eudorus is like, he probably delegates that, but that's ultimately his job, right? Is, to like, is it is it is it like well Patrickles you're the last one on the boat yeah so. yeah it's probably Patrickles can, can set that up yeah Achilles <laughs> has a great line check. Achilles says why kill you now Prince of Troy when with, with no one on, uh, to see you fall yeah so he's Brad Pitt like he's like stripping down I don't know what he smells like like fifty Caleb's think, in that episode of PLO I think just like blood and earth and sex and yeah like definitely sex just the, he, he, there's a certain smell. That arises when two bodies commingle, and that I think that's what he smells like. Well, and, and honestly, in all that murder, he shot at least twice, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so he's well, they, like, they like not- this is where he meets up with Ajax, and they like dap up here. Good game out there. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't bump dicks. Um, but like when he's like washing off, like like they give himself basically like a horse bath in mm-hmm. front of her. I like that one point he doesn't like what she's saying, so he just splashes, splashes her. Yes, such a dick. I love it. <laughs> but then like he's like, I can tell you're rosy because you're talking down to a man. Mm-hmm. And he goes over and he just like smells her hair and he's like, No, you smell too nice to be not be royal. <laughs> well, and this movie's really just like 
yes, he's kidnapped this woman and she's been given to him for sex, but we're going to make it romantic. You know, he's he's not going to force himself on her. They're going to develop a relationship. Well, you know, everyone's favorite romantic trope, mm-hmm. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Um, but also line of the movie here. What do you want here in Troy? She says, and he says, I want what all men want. I just, I just want, want it more. more. What a great line. <laughs> I mean, honestly, whatever Benioff made for this script, mm-hmm. it's for that line alone. He's got some great lines and he's also got some real clunkers. Oh, yeah. 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 But he sells them all exactly mm-hmm. the same. So Brad Pitt later struts into the King Party. He's like wearing a cape and some leather, like which just seems warm in this weather. Very yeah. warm. Oh, well, this is just like all the the various kings are lining up to like pay tribute to Agamemnon. Like, oh, what a great battle. Here's like an urn my father made or whatever. A bunch of fucking suck ups. And Brad Pitt yeah. shows up just like rolling his eyes. Well, yeah, because you got the fucking like Trump administration mm-hmm. here. Yeah, so seriously. <laughs> and they, they sailed across the seas like bringing this shit to give us gifts. Yeah. And Odysseus like, uh, like has to participate, but he's like making eyes at Achilles and just being like, yeah, you can believe this shit. This is stupid, you know? I'm <laughs> hey. one of the cool ones. I'm the cool king. Bro, check me out like prostrating myself for this bitch. <laughs> TikTok. One, one of uh, my favorite stupid lines in the movie is when Agamemnon decides that he's going to... Uh, He's going to take Perseus for his own. And, and Brad Pitt goes, you sack of wine. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow, what an insult. Well, in general, too, I just want to say, I find it fascinating. They basically just beached one of the ships and like threw some tents up. Yeah. And that's the king's like uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're having like a funeral for the fallen soldiers inside the gates of Troy. The newly minted widows are just wailing. There's, um, this is an era where we're getting a lot of wailing in our movies, I remember. Like on the soundtrack yeah. and whatnot. I, I, there's one dude I can't say any more about him. He just looks so bored <laughs> in this montage. It's hilarious. Um, so in the Trojan army is the old bear from Game of Thrones. Yes. These war councils are hilarious. Or it's just like one dude's going to stand up and like kind of hype the Trojan army and how great they are and their walls have never been breached. And then this other guy is just like, a farmer saw an eagle with a snake in its mouth. This is an omen that we're going to win. And Priam's like, I like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the war council is hilarious because there's 25 people there and four of them are talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the I'm a I'm an old actor, like old British actor nerd. So having Nigel Terry, Trevor Eve, and Peter O'Toole in a scene is like catnip for me, but this is such a stupid scene. I just love how Hector's just like, fuck this stupid priest. And Priam's just like, hey man, that's not cool. Well, like there's almost a uh like like a like a Hector, as you know, <laughs> the gods this and that thing. Oh, and, and uh, Hector's just like, I saw a man like decapitate Apollo's statue and nothing happened to him. The gods aren't gonna fight this war for us. Yeah, yeah. Which man, listen to him, Priam. Priam is like he should have been sent off to like the old king's home. Yeah, really. Hector's really trying to be like, dude, you didn't see Achilles. That guy fucking wrecked shop. Yeah, yeah. He is canceling lives yeah. out there. <laughs> These dudes are not respawning in this video game. Um, so Paris shows up and like he's like, I'm going to challenge Brian Cox or, or uh, Brendan Gleeson to the right to Helen. And he storms off. And the great bear is like, does he stand a chance? And Hector's like, sad face emoji. <laughs> Well, even Paris knows he doesn't stand a chance. No. And Helen fully expects him to lose. Paris is the only one of these these dudes who I assume has something under his skirt, and it's probably a diaper. Um, but yeah, Peter Tool is good in this movie. He's got 
the youthful i mean he's i don't know he's i want him to be good he's, he's, half he's good. really trying to elevate every scene he's in he's like giving he's, paris the sword of troy and all that yeah he's got this like youthful trickster vibe that he's always had of him that kind of that kind of drips away a little bit in old age if this like I, this way if the marvel movies had been made 50 years earlier peter O'Toole would have been the greatest loki ever <laughs> okay um but Eric Bana talks to Brad Pitt, like I said, to about it, talks about Brad Pitt to his wife in a way that like should be troubling to her. I think he's just um, so fucking impressed with his skills, man. Yeah, it's like you understand yeah. that that throw with the spear, he like dropped a dime on that dude from like a hundred yards away. He's like, and now I'm going to reenact my lovemaking scene from uh, that Steven Spielberg movie, but I'm going to be thinking about Brad Pitt <laughs> instead of uh, <laughs> instead of those eight days or whatever in uh, Munich. Um, so he's gotta go, to, yeah, got to go find Helen because she's trying to run away. I mean, the, the relationship between Helen and, and uh, Hector in this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they he he's supportive. Of, like he should hate her, but he doesn't. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's supportive of her, and he's just like you're you're you know Helen of Troy now. Like you got this. We're we're gonna defend you. Yeah, you're a princess of Troy now. My brother needs you tonight, so kindly go and empty his balls. <laughs> Um, so the next day the Mervidons go marching with the army or what they want to go marching, but Brad Pitt's like, nah, not until Agamemnon begs me to join. Yeah. Cause they took his slave girl. He's really, I mean, and it, it, this is really in the Iliad too. Like it's like the whole thing of the Achilles is mad because Agamemnon took his slave girl away. Like that's the, the inciting incident of the Iliad. Well, it's kind of funny too, because it's like Agamemnon has to give back his initial slave girl. So he steals, yeah, like so he he's steals like, Achilles. Sh- Shit rolls downhill, buddy. Yeah. I'm taking your slave girl. <laughs> I remember reading that college and be like, this is really what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Fun mm-hmm. stuff. Corner, cornerstone of our literature, yeah. yeah. Um, so this rare kind of human moment, Brad Pitt says killing is not it's all cracked up to be. Like, you know, at night, he sees all the people he killed on the other side of the river sticks, ready to get their hands waiting on for him. him. Yeah. And then just like lines that like, you know, like to a screenwriter, I'm sure they they like they sit back from the keyboard and they're just like rubbing their chin like triumphantly because he's just like he tells Patroclus like I taught you how to fight but not why. <laughs> um, he's like thoroughly unimpressed with his like cousin, his cousin's follower attitude because Patroclus is basically a himbo. I, I it, maybe it's just the Garrett Headland at all because I just like I couldn't stand Patroclus in this. He just seems like a whiny, like just loser. I mean, imagine if it had been like young blonde Tom Hardy. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, like before, mm-hmm. or this is probably right around the time that he was young, Picard. Yeah, maybe a little bit later, but yeah, yeah, close to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so the, the Trojan Army is like all set up outside the gates, ready to rumble, and you're like looking at this, and you're just like, yeah, I guess you could go make a Game of Thrones TV show. I mm-hmm. guess that's like doable on a budget. Um, I love that when they do this in movies, where it's like. Orlando Bloom's on the battlefield. He looks back to Helen, like on her little perch on the walls. Mm-hmm. Like they have a share, a meaningful They've moment. Got like a it's box like, up there, yeah, yeah. But it's like no, way too far away, mm-hmm. way too far away. <laughs> um, and Peter Tool tells Helen he doesn't blame her for any of this. He's just like, how could I blame anyone for falling in love with Paris? It's like, dude, you're senile. <laughs> <laughs> this is all on you now. Helen always gets the cool outfits. She's like all in the white with the gold embroidery and like the the gold leaves and whatnot. I feel like Andromeda is always like in darker colors. I don't think this movie does Saffron Burroughs any favors whatsoever. I mean, there's not a lot here for the women in this movie. I I guess you could say the the most complex parts would be like Perseus and um, 
and Helen, but yeah. there's not a ton there. Yeah. Well, it's like, unfortunately, much as history does, like Helen at least gets the advantage of being beautiful. <laughs> Are you saying Rose Byrne isn't beautiful? I think she's beautiful, but she spends half the time like crying and no, it's like it's not, about to be that's not beautiful to you, huh? About to be sexually dominated <laughs> or just post. I mean, there's literally a scene where Rose Byrne is like sleeping in a fuck days. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, the only thing missing from this next scene is I wanted to actually see Orlando Bloom shit himself in his dual. I don't think you can put that in a movie. I think I think <laughs> him like clutching Hector's ankle is the metaphorical shitting himself. This is a guy who, I mean, if you want to talk about celebrity gossip, this is a guy who got cucked by uh, Justin Bieber. New Orlando Bloom? Yeah, think about that. He's married to Katy Perry. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the Miranda care of it all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Orlando Bloom, of course, you know, he's he's having this duel of uh, Brendan Gleeson. And they're, they're, they're kind of funny because like, I like how the bad guys win here because it's like they're going to pussy out on the deal. Even if Orlando Bloom wins, which is no chance of that, but Orlando well, Bloom like when they're like when they're discussing the terms, they are like four feet away from Hector in Paris, and they're just like, hey, yeah. "This is what I'm gonna do. We're we're gonna you're gonna kill that guy, and then we're gonna fuck them. We're gonna still gonna attack them." And it's like they could hear you. Uh, how many times in PLL were we like, ladies? Yeah, you're three feet from that cop. <laughs> I love that uh, Achilles and the Myrmidons just go like kind of like find a good spot to watch. And are like they're like Monday morning quarterbacking the whole thing. Like, ah, oh, what are you doing? No, you're too far. You got to pull back. You know. Yeah. Again, apparently back then everyone had the best fucking eyesight of all time. Yeah, they had to. I don't know what's better than 2020, but they've mm-hmm. got that shit. Um, yeah, the Greeks attack, but like they're sloppy in the face of Troy's archers. Which well, let's, let's talk about uh, a little bit about Paris versus Menelaus here. Okay. Uh, I mean, it goes exactly how you'd expect it to go. Like, I think Paris gets one decent hit in on Menelaus, and then Menelaus is just like, "Oh fuck this guy!" I like how he just like he throws his shield away and just like yeah. hammering on on uh, Paris's shield, like just yeah. humiliating him utterly. Well, in, in, in the face of Hector's advice, which is just like let him tire himself out, yeah. and Brendan Gleeson's just like, "I've got a lot of rage." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how when Brandon Gleason's like he's like just swinging his sword around in the air and it's like making like this like zhing, zhing, like even though it's like yeah. not touching anything. I mean, it's uh, what was the thing in the commentary for the first scream? It's like of the 50 sounds that they combined into the knife, mm-hmm. one of them was a lion's roar because yeah. they wanted the sound the knife to sound serious. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean just the the shot of Orlando Bloom crawling away to hug Hector's ankle. Well, he's, I hope, he's like about to get decapitated and so he just crawls away. Yeah. If we ever give Orlando Bloom an honorary Oscar and I ask you for what, <laughs> um, I want that to be in the super cut. <laughs> and everyone's just like this fucking coward. And so Agamemnon's yeah. immediately like, oh, I can use this. The Trojans have violated the agreement. They all just kind of stand and watch as Hector like runs Menelaus through. And like it takes a full twenty seconds for Agamemnon to react, and then he just goes, "Nah!" Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, after every person does something, I wanted Brian Cox to be like, "I always thought so and so was stupid, but now they're also useful." Yeah. Um, uh, so the big charge, uh, Paris has to go back to pick up the sword of Troy. Like, I, yeah. Let me ask you this: who who does the movie want you to root for in this? I this is in my make one change. The problem with the movie is almost scope because I don't know who the focus or the angle should be on. I mean, clearly, 
Hector and Achilles are like your two main leads and yet it's it's very sympathetic to both of them i I think maybe you could say this is uh you know training for game of thrones here and creating Mm -hmm. you know heroes on both sides that you're rooting for you know you you don't necessarily want either of them to lose the beauty of tv is that you can have episodic Mm -hmm. you know main characters and like threads you can like structure that way like also it's a weird movie because it has basically like two climaxes Mm -hmm. um well, yeah, and so, the Iliad is more like Achilles versus Agamemnon, which is like kind of here, you know, I mean, it's, it's in the movie, but it's, it's clearly this is more Hector versus Achilles. But I mean, after this, Agamemnon's just disappears practically. Like he's in like three more scenes mm-hmm. of that. Um, other than the point where he shows up at one point and he's just like, way to go, Odysseus. It's some kind of Trojan mm-hmm. horse. Wink at the camera. <laughs> I really like how they're always like riding around on these like chariots and like there's just something about the way like they're like a little unstable on them. You know, they look like they have to hold on yeah. so they don't fall off. It's just it's really funny that like these would be what the rulers would be riding in. Like they can't Which just put, get on a horse. Me. It makes a lot of sense to me, though. Like mm-hmm. this is probably what you would get like, the mm-hmm. best of what you could get at the time. This is a movie, honestly, like this movie is so dumb and I love it. But like you could you could talk about this movie forever, honestly. Like, uh, so the two armies like kind of go at it here again. The Greeks you get attack, the, the really awesome shot of uh, the cameras like swooping over as like just the, the Greeks are running into the Trojan lines. Like it's pretty fucking cool. And this is probably like one of the last times where we had like real massive extras. Some of this has like got to be CG. The ships for like sure. The, this this like, big crashing wave of troops. I, I have to imagine this is CG. I don't know. But this is also why you film in Morocco, because mm. Morocco will be like, we'll give you our entire army as yeah. extras for a couple of days. Um, yeah, so they're fighting. The, the, the archers are fucking shit up. I honestly don't know why. I mean, if I was a, a, a general here, I would be heavily relying on my archers because well, at, arrows. At the time, archers were like frowned upon. Um, also, I don't think their, their bows would have been really that good. You know, like the, the longbow hadn't been invented yet. But I mean, they, the again, Trojans definitely have the advantage here. You know, they can just like hide behind their high walls and just blow people away with arrows. Well, as the movie tells us, like seven times, they have enough food to survive mm-hmm. a ten-year siege um, comfortably because they're basically living in Panem from a uh, uh, Hunger Games behind those walls. And and we're just seeing lots of battle shots and just blood spurting up into the air. Yeah, it's glorious. They just they're just coming blood. Yeah, like oh boy. Um, but also I. I archers i mean what is it when does it change is it like medieval times is that because that's the, the british the, salute. the longbow is i think when when archery really kind of democratized uh warfare because it's like the two finger salute in england if i remember correctly originated the, out of like the the, the, the the french would like cut off their fingers right right and the two fingers to show like hey we still have yeah, our two fuck, fingers it's like fuck you our... i've got two fingers yeah 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 um so eventually hector battles ajax fuck and... yes in my notes, I wrote this is a little sexual, but it's a lot sexual. Like there is some violent frotage here. That giant warhammer man. Yeah, well, he gets it behind Hector's back, and he's just like pulling him into them. And you can't tell me they're not touching. They're touching. Okay, they're rubbing. You're junk. you're really on something here. I am. I am absolutely mm-hmm. on something here. And uh, what, finally, Hector, he like. He like hides behind the shield and like this giant warhammer like comes through it, but not enough. And then he's got like a spear behind it that he just like runs him through with. And Ajax yeah. takes a wild dying, but when he finally dies, it cuts to Priam and he is stoked. He is so fucking stoked. He's like, yeah. Even he's a little hard. Mm. He's need that blue pill tonight. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, the thing about Tyler Mayne is that he's a big dude, but he's like kind of lean. Which is he's, kind he's of like long and lanky. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's got that giant warhammer. Which like is that an effective weapon? I guess so. You think it really like you'd have so much momentum behind each swing it'd be hard to recover, but. He like uh, he gets stabbed uh, the steer and just like breaks it off and keeps fighting. Like he, it really takes a while for him to die. Well, after he'd gotten like a like hit with an arrow in the leg mm-hmm. the previous day, you see the bandage on his thigh, and it's like this dude's gonna die a Cal Drogo death. <laughs> it's like even as he's getting run through a second time, it's like he's confused, like he doesn't understand what's happening. <laughs> he's still yeah, trying yeah. to choke Hector out. Yeah. Um so Eventually, it's like Odysseus suggests that they retreat. He's like, he can see this. They're not going to survive this one because he's like the only guy who gets it. Um, so battle's over. Hector lets the Greeks come collect their dead. There's a lot of just like pre-Gallipoli like rules of combat, like rules of... Uh, well, it's like after after everybody like clears out for a cool 1v1 and it's like, okay, okay, that was enough for today. Let's all back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, check it out. You guys go do your thing. We'll do our thing. Um... Rules of engagement, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of bodies. A lot of blood. A lot of, like, burning the dead bodies later, like they, Ajax and Brendan Gleeson. They chase the Greeks back to their shore, but then they back off. Hector is the always the prudent one. He's like, let's not make the same mistake they did. Yeah. So let me ask you a, a question mm-hmm. about the, uh, the coins to pay the boatman. Mm-hmm. Do those coins melt in the fire? Um, I mean, if they're gold... I don't know what, you know, what, what is the, the burning temperature gold? Like, does somebody go pick those up afterwards? You know, that's yeah. my question is, is somebody like making a fucking fortune off the dead bodies? Yeah. <laughs> well, like what I love too, is that like everyone is like a soldier of some nation in this kind of like UNS combined super force. But at the same time, they're also just like, Hey, you're also an independent contractor. Like you got your loot. Like we're, we're robbing temples and shit, but you gotta, um, you gotta throw some of the King's way. You know, I think like it's like all, all the uh, the kings, like, they get the loot that's given to them by their troops, and then they have to give some of that loot to Agamemnon because he's, like, the king of kings, you know? Going to grease those wheels. Completely side note. Was Prima Nocta and Black Widow, like, the uh, first chink in the armor of Joss Whedon? Was that first what brought him down? Uh, I mean, people have always had issues with some of his stuff. I know Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the concept in general rubbed a lot of people Fair. the wrong way. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sean Bean gives Brian Cox some shit, you know, about the war, about his like tiff with Brad Pitt. Um, and Brian Cox is like, well, I gave Rose Byrne to the soldiers. So deal with that. So we cut to the soldiers who are basically playing the most sadistic well, he, game of grab ass with Rose Byrne. He does this whole thing. He's like, I haven't touched her. I did give him to my troops to have fun with, though. And it's like, OK. Yeah. Um, they're about to brand her, which is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Um, and so Achilles shows up and brands that dude instead. Yeah, he's like scoops her up in his and arms. And it's this real like, isn't it romantic? <laughs> the way yeah. you say the slave girl because you're going to uh, force yourself on her instead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he starts washing her up back in his hut. They have like a verbal slap fight. They're like sparring over like their competing philosophies and like trying to use that to like slip into some sex. Um, and then like he, his line is just like, well, why did you devote yourself to a God? I think you'll find that romance a bit one-sided. <laughs> the and then God's he, envious. He undoes her belief in gods in like three seconds. And then he's just like, he hits her with, you know, the God's envious because we're mortal. 
Um, well, then there's an episode of Simpsons where where Homer gets like brilliant for like one episode. Oh, right, right, He's yeah. like, "Hey, Flanders, I found this mathematical proof that God doesn't exist." And Flanders is like, "Well, I'm just going to burn that." <laughs> well, then like Achilles is asleep, and then he wakes up. She's got a knife to his neck, and he's just like, "Do it." And she's like, as fuck. "This is this is so hot that even though you've captured me and and you know imprisoned me and uh, treated me like garbage, now I want to fuck you." Mm, and uh, you see a life. lot of Brad Pitt here. You see almost all of Brad Pitt. Yeah, he flips her over, mm-hmm. slides her skirt up, inserts himself. She eventually drops the knife. Our warrior takes his reward. I mean, unlike other movies, there is pumping. There's there's like a lot of Brad Pitt ass. Like they're really not leaving a whole lot to the imagination here. Those buns are rising and mm-hmm. falling like the waves on Poseidon's ocean. Um. So the next morning, he's watching her sleeping, and again, she is like, "Fuck days." This is such like a, a trope of movies where it's just like cut to the next morning. She's been the the woman has been like fucked so hard that she's just like passed out. Yeah. Well, it's like he can't be a bad guy because he gave her the good dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like somehow those really are like black guts. silk sheets. I don't know where they came from. Yeah those sheets would be a fucking mess afterwards too well, and it's <laughs> who's like, washing the sheets and it's now it's like Achilles is like in love with her and he's like Eudorus comes in and he's just like no no shh you know I'm just watching her sleep mm-hmm. I'm a different man now yeah I mean I'm still an asshole mm-hmm. don't get me wrong and he's just like yeah let's just pack up and go home and just, he's just like hey man like you can't do that like forget you know fuck Agamemnon like fight your free boys and he's just like nah yeah, he tries to move Brad Pitt back in the fold. Um, Brad Pitt, there's a funny line right here, just like, what are you doing enthralled to that pig of a king? Yeah. Patroclus <laughs> is really mad that they're going to leave, and Brad Pitt's just like, someone has to lose. Yeah. So the the Trojan plan in the middle of the night, like they're laying out a whole bunch of burning arrows in the sand. Um, this is quite a plan something. that they whipped up in like one day. Yeah. Oh, the, and they're going to the, roll these. The high priest here is just, he's just like, feeling himself he's like look how right i was i said we'd win a good victory and we did yeah yeah he's like boom job security Mm -hmm. um they're laying all these like burning arrows in the sand you know like not hitting anyone at first like just like landing in the sand then they're going to roll these big ass balls of like twine or sage or whatever through them the presumably been like oiled up or something so they're like super flammable yeah yeah, like in a very Jerry Lee Lewis way, they've got some great big balls of fire decimating the uh, Greek camps here. Um, so Trojan starts like marching at daylight, like looks bad for the, the Greeks. I do love the is- uh, the bashing of the shield is pretty fucking rad, where it's like Hector and his boys just like bashing their shields. Yeah, um, just as Hector prophesies, it looks like Achilles and the Myrmidons are marching in. Because that was the thing, is Hector was just like, listen, high priest, if we fuck him up too bad, like Achilles will join the fray. And I'm so scared of that guy. I'm attracted to well, him. Hector is, he's very smart about it. He's just like, there's dissension in the Greek ranks right now. Like Achilles wasn't in that battle. Like they're just going to come together again if we attack him. But they're just like, why would we listen to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy uh, saw like a fucking eagle with a snake in his mouth. So clearly we should be listening to him. Well, also, what is the power structure here? Like the, it seems like the, uh, the the old bear from the Night's Watch is like the head of the military, and yet, like clearly, uh, uh, Eric Bana is the tip of the spear. I mean, anyway. I think uh, Eric Bana, you know, Hector being the prince, like is excused from like certain things that like the old bear probably has to handle. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably more day to day operation type stuff. I mean, I know it's all a joke and like royal families are stupid, but I kind of wish this was like the thing back in the day when when Harry was still in the military. Like he would just like show up at the front of the battle and be like, what up? I'm Prince Harry. 
anyway um so the 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 Myrmidons and seemingly achilles are marching in but it's not really achilles I, you guys i do love the uh there's like this shot of uh when the the fire is like rolling down it's like this profile shot of hector like just standing there at the spear watching it's badass i love it mm-hmm. but yeah then so the, hector- the achilles quote unquote shows up and they're all following him also achilles just like he's like really chugging up this like hill on the beach like that can't be a good way to go into battle. I mean, well, that's just like is, you're just putting in a lot of work just to get where you're going. The funny thing is that like uh, fake Achilles here is uh, is Brad Pitt in the armor yeah, up yeah. until the helmet comes off. But yeah, I, I I kept thinking like, why aren't every single one of these people watching being like, man, why is Achilles fighting like dog shit? <laughs> oh, they are kind of. They're all kind of watching as he like Hector like finds him in battle and they start to like one v one. And it, Odysseus is watching, is being like, like concerned the whole time. Like, whoa, it's, it's not fighting as well as he should, you know? No, but uh, oh shit! Like after Hector slashes his throat, it's not actually like Achilles. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's his cousin lover. It's Tron Junior. Um, Patroclus, R.I.P. Patroclus. And Hector is just like, ah, fuck. I guess I will, I'll run this guy through with a sword, but it's I'm gonna like groan when I do it. Like this is hard for me. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, man. I'm dead. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, and it's like, it's, there's all these Greeks and Trojan around just watching this as they've all stopped. Yeah. And like Hector just like goes over and kind of like, doesn't quite bro down with Odysseus, but he kind of does, you know, it's just like, Oh, they brought out. Let's just have a little side chat here. And he's like, Oh, is his cousin? He's like, Oh fuck. All right. Well, uh, yeah. good game. Good game. Everyone. Uh, that's enough for now. Let's, let's take a day off. Yeah. Do our thing here. Oh shit. I mean like the, it's like, uh, it's like every teen movie, when like uh, like Luke from the OC wants to take on Ryan, yeah, or like the dude in Land of Women is just like, "What's up? You're gonna step to me directly?" Like everyone just like makes a circle <laughs> for this fight. Um, so Bandana is just like, "Oh, you do we were gonna yeah. we we're gonna sell home today," and Sean Bean's like, "LOL, nope." <laughs> I love the the way Achilles comes out of his tent, having presumably just uh, achieved orgasm again with Perseus. He's wearing a fuck robe. Yeah, and he's he's got this like smiling look on his face until he sees Eudorus and then he just like like wah, frown, you know, like I thought I told you not to go fight and he's like I know you did, but you led us to battle. And then he's just like where's Patroclus? Well, I mean, okay, rewinding. Tell me how much weight they can carry on this ship with 50 men and the actual guys rowing mm-hmm. and whatever all, the gear. all of their all their fancy huts cost mm-hmm. and the fact that like achilles has so many sartorial choices packed away he's gotta have his looks man yeah he's gotta have his moods his looks his serves but yeah brad pitt goes full anakin skywalker he like is stepping on a dude's throat while choking yes. out roast burn <laughs> choking out two people at once he's got his foot on eudorus's neck he's choking for it's out it's absurd uh, <laughs> i mean I feel like Brad Pitt, like he just like they call cut that day, and he's like being driven back to his like house, and he's just like I nailed it today, <laughs> nailed it. And we cut to Hector showing Andromeda like the, the secret tunnel passageway to get out of Troy because he knows he's fucked. He killed yeah. Achilles' cousin. He's like that yeah. dude's coming for me. It's over for me. And he's just like I don't. If I die, I really don't know how long the city will stand after that. Mm-hmm. He's like also, babe. We've got like maybe two sequels to set up here. Suck it, Beowulf. Um, yeah. So at Patroclus' like funeral again, I love Brian Cox. He's just like that boy just saved this war for us. 
There's this uh, whole weird scene where he's just like stabbing a map of Troy for some reason. Yeah. I'm not really we sure get, what the point of that was. At the funeral, we get the Darth Vader burning on the pyre shot from, from Endor, but with mm-hmm. Tron Jr. Um, so everyone's like processing the shit. Like, uh, I don't know why he's like stabbing a map. Uh, Paris is like, Paris is shooting like arrows. shooting arrows. Yeah. Just to set up later, you know, it's like, you know, you got to set up the classic, you know, Hector or Paris shooting uh, Achilles in the, in the Achilles tendon. Well, this is what this is what Legolas is doing instead of shooting arrows into mm-hmm. Helen. Um, I mean, have they had sex even once since they got back to Troy? Probably. I wonder. Um, but I mean, it's kind of funny to me to think like so. Roughly, here's what Orlando Bloom is known for: Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Kingdom of Heaven, Pirates of the Caribbean, this, and then Elizabeth Town. I would put Kingdom of Heaven at the bottom of that list. I don't think many people saw that movie. Uh, I think Elizabeth Town will be at the bottom of that list. But yeah. I think Elizabeth Town is like the nadir of the Orlando Bloom experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone involved with that movie mm-hmm. should have been driven out of town and given no food or no water in the desert. Yeah. But you get the, um, uh, the armoring up scene. Achilles and Hector are both gearing up. Achilles yeah. just like goes and gets on a, a chariot and like he doors tries to get on. He just like glares at him. <laughs> He's like, oh, never mind. Suddenly, Perseus is just like, don't do it. I love Hector. Like, I'm so committed to you, but also I don't want you to go kill him. And Brad Fitz is like, sorry, got to do this. Yeah. So he shows up by himself to get this shit done. I mean, this is the scene of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's just screaming his name like a spaz. Mm -hmm. I mean, this would, honestly, what I would do if I was Hector, I would let this guy do this for another hour. And the the fact that they're not just like fucking rain arrows on that guy, like Hector's, Hector's just like, no, no, no. No. Yeah. This yeah. is between me and him. Yeah. Even after I, Hector dies, they're not like, let's rain arrows on that guy. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, but I would let him scream for another hour, you know, before I let, let I go meet honors demands. Yeah. But Hector begs his, uh, his father's forgiveness. He gets another kiss from uh, Peter O'Toole. It's just all about kissing people. There's all these like shots. He's like kind of like close shots on Peter O'Toole, just like sitting on his throne with these like huge eyes, you know, like they're really like trying to get all the drama they can out of his reactions here. Did you see the thing about how he went to the premiere and like, walked, walked out, out after a couple minutes? minutes he thought something. it was a shitty movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I wanted Hector's last words to his dad to be like, you know, you're completely insane, right? <laughs> Uh, so Orlando Bloom is just like you're the best man I know, and Eric Bana just like nods. He's like, I know. <laughs> um, and then like Saffron Burroughs, this future widow, is like, hey, here's our sad baby one more mm-hmm. time. Well, and then the last to uh, have a, an interaction with him is Helen. Yeah, and she's like standing there with her uh, raccoon eyes. Yeah, she's like basically, I'm gonna have as much to do in this movie after this scene as you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do love the the figure these two guys cut, like in the armor with the spear and whatnot. Like it's just, I feel like it's an iconic look here. Well, in the words of, of the Eric Bana character, I've seen this moment in my dreams. Mm-hmm. So Eric Bana, now wants you know to who make... you're fighting for, or now you know who you're fighting. Off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like Eric Bana is just like, listen, bro. I'm not saying you're gonna kill me, but you're totally gonna kill me. So let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. And like we'll just like make sure we'll respect each other's dead bodies. And Brad Pitt's like, there's no packs between lions and men. Ah! Yeah. I'm gonna like mutilate you and like cut off your nose and ears, and you'll be wandering around Hades, and everyone will say, There goes Hector, the man who thought he killed Achilles. He's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna whatever, shit. whatever Wesley's speech was mm-hmm. to a Chris Sarandon and Princess Bride, that but worse, grosser. Yeah. Yeah, but fully savage and unleashed Brad Pitt is fun in this movie. 
This fight uh, rules. Yeah, there's some fancy spear moves. I mean, a lot of their dance moves, especially Brad Pitt's, are pose based. Yeah, they, it's like all to get him in like a cool looking pose at the end of his move. Like a dance, like his victories are that much more insulting because <laughs> he looks fucking good while he does it. I love this though the way he like leaps up and like you know swings or not really swings, but like jabs his spear at the shield. Like he does dance it a couple times. Shaking, yeah, dance shaking, <laughs> yeah. Um, eventually, there's a stone. Hector trips over a stone because yeah, you gotta you know pay pay homage to the original with the um you know I think it's like Apollo. I can't remember who one of the gods like puts a stone. Uh, behind Hector, so he trips on it, which kind of turns. It's the fight. confusing. It's confusing in the the poem, just because of all the gods. Like they're all wishy washy, and like it seems like they're changing who they're they're rooting for. That's the like gods Hera, do. Yeah, yeah. Hera hates the Trojans, but then later she's like seducing Zeus to go send other gods to help the Trojans. I think she yeah. likes uh, Hector specifically. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that was part of it. Well, how could you not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this guy. I mean, the nice thing about Hector is that he could have overseen his own tombstone before he died. Like they both um, take their helmets off just because we want to see these actors' faces as they fight. It makes sense here. Hmm. It doesn't make sense like at the end of Spider-Man Three. They should never take their helmets off. I mean, realistically speaking, no, no. Also, you should wear pants and more armor and other things because you're dealing with jabby weapons and infections. Anyway, but I mean, like in general, like I feel like there's not a ton of good spear fights. And this is a pretty fucking dope one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because uh, Brad Pitt's like kind of Darth Mauling with that spear a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, so Brad Pitt stabs Hector in the shoulder with that spear, stabs his sword right into the dude's heart. Yeah. That romance is over. And, and, at that point, uh, Andromeda like, can't watch anymore. And so like Helen's kind of comforting her and watching for her. And then at a certain point, she just kind of hugs Andromeda. And it's like, yeah, you know what happened. I wanted Helen to be like, hey... Sorry about all this again. <laughs> really, really sorry. My bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this is like one of the climaxes of the movie. Yeah. And then, and then it just you're keeps still, going. Yeah. yeah. You're still waiting for like the raping and pillaging of Troy. But uh, yeah, the, the scenes of like uh, Peter O'Toole and the old bear like grimacing at the fight are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time they cut back to Prima, it gets a little bit funnier. Yeah. So because they're all uh, just like up in the luxury box watching this. Yeah. So Brad Pitt then ties Eric Banner's body to the back of his chariot, drags him away, just the, drags him around a circle. Just like the petulant glare up at the box there. It's just like, so speaking of Baron standing oneself, mm-hmm. I falsely remembered this as him dragging him face down. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to tell in some of the shots, but yeah, he's face up. Yeah. But Peter Tool faints at this. Mm-hmm. Um Brad Pitt gets back to his place, comes inside. Rose Byrne is already a mess of tears, shatters into more well, tears. Like, just the, he's back. Like she knows what happened. Yeah. yeah Which I, I yeah. think they they want this to feel like how tragic, you know, she loves both these men. She doesn't want either of them to die. But it is a little hard to take this romance seriously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that she would be massively dehydrated from all the crying mm-hmm. she's been doing because and also the fact that he's been stealing her fluids out of her body. Okay. It's the moment he met her, but like he's like solemn later, like sharpening his sword. She's a wreck. Uh, she points out that like he lost his cousin lover. Now he's taken her cousin. Um, and then like, I guess this is scenes. like the, the, the most, you know, dramatically uh, impressive scene in the movie here when, when Priam shows up. I mean, this is the Oscar moment, you know, if you're going to, uh, you know, what we haven't said once in this whole episode, what is like our top scenes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever. 
<laughs> this movie defeats that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, King Peter O'Toole shows up in his hut, like decloaks, starts kissing the man's hand. I like how and he's Brad just Pitt's like, how like, did you what get the here? And he's just like, like, I know my land better than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, I've just done the, the the worst thing. I've kissed the hands of the man who killed my son. And Brad Pitt's like, Brad Pitt's like legit, like freaked out by this. Like, yeah, he's yeah, like what the fuck? I saw this like weird emotion. What are you doing to me? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't do emotions. Yeah. That's why I murder people like crazy and say surfs up. Um, yeah, he wants his son's body back for a burial. And I'm they just mean like burning the body, right? Uh, I mean, you know, the, the rites, the funeral rites and all that. He wants to wash he, his son's body, like clean him up and all that. But he specifically says burial at one point. And oh, I'm like, that's, that's probably just, just bad, bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Peter O'Toole gets the line that you hear in so many of these movies. He's like, I knew your father. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how? Good thing. <laughs> Good thing your daddy didn't have to watch his kid die. Yeah. But you know, the classic exchange, Achilles says, you're still my enemy in the morning. Priam says, you're still my enemy tonight. Yeah. But even enemies can show mm-hmm. respect. Also, uh, here's another good line. It's the only line that redeems Paris to me, where Peter O'Toole says, I love my boy from the moment he opened his eyes until the, the moment, moment you, you close them. them. <laughs> <laughs> so... I feel like uh, Brad Pitt, like, you know, he'd obviously earned it before, but he absolutely proves his bona fides as a movie star, you know, like fully legitimized here. I think that's kind of the thing of actors too. Like you wanted young actor, like you want to do that scene of like an old Hollywood great. It like, I don't know. It's like they're handing off the torch to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so. Um, yeah. He, he has to hold his Urbana. own with, uh, Peter O'Toole there. But it, yeah, this is the part of the movie where it's like, Okay, like so you did the the big fight, and then you had the good dramatic scene. Like, how long is this movie? <laughs> you know? Well, also, this is the end of the poem. Yeah, yeah. the The Trojan horse stuff is all in the in the, the Odyssey. Yeah, I mean, they talk about flash forwards, but like this is the end of the poem. But yeah, so like they're like you know, in my country, we do like twelve days of quote unquote funeral games, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh yeah, we do that too. Like yeah, absolutely. We'll take a twelve. We'll take a twelve day break. And it's like Agamemnon's what the fuck? pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, is he frees? He frees uh, Roseburn. Yeah, she sends or he sends her back with uh, Priam there. But he doesn't apologize. He just says, "If I hurt you, it's not what I wanted." Mm-hmm. Also, here's a shitty necklace. <laughs> uh, but then he's like gonna go like searching for her later, like his one true love. I don't know. You're just like whatever of a movie. I, I guess you're trying to convince us that this is Achilles' motivation for the rest of the movie. Well, I mean, to be fair, he lost his boyfriend and his girlfriend mm-hmm. in the same beach. Like, that's rough. Yeah. Um. There's a lady figuratively strangling a cat during Hector's funeral and calling it a song. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, oh, shocker. Peter, King Peter O'Toole kisses his dead son because he kisses everybody. You've got like the three women of Troy because like Briseis is back now. It's like, you know, Helen and Dramica and Briseis just like sitting there on their thrones or whatever. Uh, the Trojan family looks like shit. The Trojan family looks like shit. They're dressed in their funeral gowns, but they look like they're wearing, I don't know, like Krypton casual mm-hmm. from the Richard Donner Superman movies. Uh, meanwhile, in the Greek camp, some dude is just carving a little wooden horse next to Sean Bean. Yeah. And Sean Bean's like, sick. Yeah, I know. It, it is like, wow, you're really like yada yada and all that. He's just like, hmm. And Brian Cox is just like, well, Odysseus, you found a way to make the sheep invite the wolves to dinner. I got to say, I feel like Brian Cox is probably incredible at phone sex. Okay. Um, yeah, so Brad Pitt goes, apologize to Eudorus, otherwise known as Bandana to me. Um, 
And I feel like Eudorus well, just like, knows something is wrong. Eudorus is just like, it's been the honor of my life to work for you. And Brad Pitt really turns around like, and it feels like he's going to say, well, that is stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. Why don't you get a fucking life? Yeah. Um, this is why no one will remember you. Yeah. Well, he has this whole like Patrick Swayze at the end of point break energy mm-hmm. here. And Bandana Man's freaking out. And Eudorus is just like, he's not coming back. Yeah, and I feel like then the movie like it kind of undercuts it all because it's just like twelve days later. It's like oh, okay, <laughs> and we got the, I, the you know the Trojans come out in the beach to find it abandoned. There's just like various bodies lying around with uh, the marks of the plague on them. I think you see a dog come by later and lick one of them, and like the the kind yeah. of the the black bebos or whatever that comes off. So I think that's supposed to show that it's just like you know they just probably smeared some shit on some bodies or something. Because that's that's part of the Iliad is that one of the gods inflicts plague yeah, upon them Apollo. on the beach. But yeah, it's like it's like chocolate smudges or mm-hmm. whatever. And there's a giant wooden horsey. I mean, I guess you know you're super worried about catching the plague, perhaps more so than modern people. So you're like, well, I'm not going to get too close to investigate that. Looks like the plague from here, you know. Well, King Priam, mm-hmm. who is four feet from this body, yeah. and they're like, not much closer, my king. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go lick his face or anything. So they presume, Nigel Terry presumes that the, the giant horse is a gift slash offering to Poseidon, which my question for you is, why would you carve a giant wooden horse to offer up to the sea god? No, I think, I think there's a thing with Poseidon horses. I, my, okay. In the back of my mind, like what I used to know about Greek myth, I think there is something there. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then we had this debate between like Paris and uh, the old bear on one side and the stupid fucking priest on the other. And Paris is like, burn this shit. Fuck those guys. And the priest yeah. is like, no, man. Like, look what happened when Achilles like cut off the, uh, the head of Apollo's statue. Like, we got to honor the gods here. Well, even worse, this is where, like, if you didn't hate the high priest before, oh, yes. <laughs> he's like, remember when your other son bowed mouth to gods and Achilles fucked him up, but good? Yeah. I hate for that to happen No to disrespect Paris. to your son, but, you know, just saying. Yeah. There's a yeah. track record here. But on the other hand, let's say all this nonsense is true. I feel like Paris is onto something, though. Like, if you build this wooden horsey for the god to secure your voyage home, and somebody else comes along and burns it halfway through your voyage home. Yeah, but the gods would know. They'd, they'd know who huh? did it. Whatever. This is nonsense, yeah. anyway. Um, the Greeks who are inside this horse are, A, sweating their balls off. B, having to be giggling ludicrous. What do you think of the design? Plan is going. What do you think of the design of this horse? It's fine. It's 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 just like these weird like pieces of wood just kind of cobbled together. Um, I I thought it's funny. Like they they really are trusting that they're gonna like do the work of moving this fucking horse thing like what a mile, you know, like Mm, from the beach all the way to the gates of Troy. Yeah, like rolling it on logs. Like they didn't even like build it on wheels or anything. I just think it would have been too obvious if they built wheels on it. Maybe I just, I would have been funny too if they were just like, I guess we'll just leave it here. And then, like, one of them like throws their voice, like, maybe you should take yeah. it inside. It's Odysseus and his boys in there. Yeah. So I would have loved a shot inside just to see, like, how are they sitting on each other? Because now everyone smells like scrotum. Maybe they just didn't want to show it, but it, like, I don't know. Like, are are you the viewer watching this movie? Do you somehow not know the story of the Trojan horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Well, like, can you imagine like going to see Titanic and like not knowing, yeah. like, not seeing that? Oh shit! Coming? It crashes. <laughs> this is dark. Um, 
Yeah, so the horse gets taken to the streets of Troy. People cheer. Paris is upset about it. I mean, I guarantee that he and Helen never fuck again. There's a big party. I guess in, in the myths, like Helen and some of them, like, is like aiding the the Greeks by like encouraging this like Bacchanalian festival to like get everyone all drunk and you know incapacitated. Um, it's interesting. The only scene that's that was cut from the theatrical cut into the director's cut is a scene earlier where Helen's patching up one of Paris's wounds, mm. which is interesting that they left something out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we see like, like you said, another dog comes along, like licks the marks off the dead bodies' faces. Um, so a Trojan soldier is like on horseback elsewhere, like rides over a ridge, sees the massive Greek fleet lying in wait. Just gets like three arrows like, in the chest. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. And then thump, thump, thump. I want to know who this soldier is because he's like, he looks like one of like the prince's guard or something. Like he's got all the regalia, like the full, you know, armor yeah. and helmet and cape and everything. So that night, the Greeks shimmy out of the horse. They start doing their shit. They're led by Sean Bean, but Achilles is there too. And they just go around stabbing everyone they can. Well, they just like, they run up, they kill all the guards by the, the gate and they open the gate and there's that like super badass shot where it's like all the Greeks are running and silently like storming through the walls. Like it's pretty fucking would, cool. Would nobody have seen them coming? Like there's, you know, like they're all drunk. Kill. That's the whole story is they all had a big party and got drunk and went to sleep. Uh, this is, this is how things are under Priam's rule. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so the Greeks are running around basically raping and pillaging. They're hanging people. Everything is, is fire. It is brutal. They're just like, we're going to show multiple scenes of a Greek soldier grabbing a baby from a woman and throwing it into a fire. Like, a, no, not to throwing off a fire, throwing it off the side of the wall. We well, get a couple different. Yeah, we're going into fires, off the sides of walls. We're hanging people, which like almost seems like a lot of work when you just have a knife or a sword. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's they really want you to know. Uh, that this is like a horrible, you know, pillaging of a city. It, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're supposed to be feeling in this moment. Cause it's like, I don't know. It made me think of the end of game of Thrones and like whenever, and it's like, Oh wait, mm. that's a war crime, Danny. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're watching. It's like, wait, is Odysseus still good? But I like yeah, Sean. Exactly. Bean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're like, I don't think I want to watch the Odyssey. This is yeah. cool. This guy's um, a war like- criminal. There's a shot where like the, the soldier grabs a woman's baby, chucks like a hot potato off the side of the wall, then goes back and especially kicks her in the stomach on the ground. Uh, yeah, so, oh boy. Um, Brian Cox is happy to let Troy burn. And He's like, I told you I'd burn it, brother. I, maybe I've just played too much Civilization, but I was like, wouldn't it have been better just to conquer the city? Like, yeah, I know. Over? I mean, I guess historically, the idea is that Troy burned. Um, so that's what happened but yeah it's like this is a pretty dope city like it's you know capture the the city and enslave the people or whatever and yeah you got like awesome walls and yeah it's like a pretty good defensible position i'd be like hey guess what my former kingdom's a toilet mm -hmm. like uh this is my kingdom now um but king peter to us will watch all this uh paris and helen watching horror and they're like remember when this movie was just horny (laughs) now it's Uh, just like this orgy of violence yeah. Brad Pitt's going around killing people, but also being like, Perseus! It's, it's, Perseus! it's a little hard to get into the like Achilles' interiority in this because he's yeah. such a blunt instrument. And now it's like, oh, he really cares about Perseus? Okay, whatever movie. I, 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 I half agree, only in the sense that I feel like in the first half of the movie, Brad Pitt is playing this like 
bring in this nuance to the role that makes you think that there's something more behind this pretty face. The problem is, like, like you said, we never exactly know what that is yeah. and if it's not stupid or not. Um, but Paris decides he's going to stay behind because he feels guilt all of a sudden. And he's just like, random dude, what's your name? Aeneas? Nice. Take this sword and set up a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's he, Paris yeah. like sticks around for like, he fires a couple arrows and then the old bear is just like, get out of here. And he's like, well, I've done enough. Yeah. Yeah. Old bear's like, let me give a pep talk to the last 15 soldiers in Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Cox shows up. He looks absolutely silly in his helmet. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're the king, maybe wear a helmet that doesn't look like stupid on your head. He runs through Priam from behind. Yeah. What a bastard. Uh, yeah, Paris able to hit some people with his arrows because he's Legolas. Also because he practiced that one time. Priam is just like, I know I'm dying, but can you at least spare the children or whatever? And Agamemnon's just like, no. Yeah. Um, also, again, how satisfying was to watch the soldiers fling the high priest off the side of the tower. Yes. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Uh, God, and Brian Cox has like the definition of a shit eating mm-hmm. grin on his face. Somehow he finds Perseus first and is like just monologuing about all the horrible things he's going to do to her. And then she like stabs it. Like, okay, there's like all these soldiers surrounding them. And it's like she's just like got the knife out and she's like positioned it in her hand. It's he, no one he watching. Says, he says, I almost lost this war because of your little romance. Yeah. And then he's like, by the way, I wonder what Achilles' sloppy seconds are like. But like, yeah. is no soldier watching? Like, oh, she's got a knife in her hand because they're like, <laughs> she's holding it, she's getting ready to strike and whatnot. And no one's just like, oh, watch out, dude. I mean, maybe they, maybe they hate Ag- Agamemnon, so they're like, fuck that well, guy. Soldier one is just like, we should say something, and soldier two's like, look, you say something, you get an attaboy. Mm-hmm. You don't say something, you get a promotion. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, a lot so- of gold. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can retire off this dude's attire, but yeah, like he's like listing the horrors and the degradations he plans to inflict upon her. So she stabs him in the neck, and then Brad Pitt saves her by literally beheading a dude. Nice, nice beheading. That's Which, this is back in the day when they like they say the beheading for like like a good kill at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the first thing that happens in timeline, right when they come out of the time yeah, machine. yeah. But uh. Remember correctly, I believe Agamemnon's fate in the poem was that he gets beheaded by his wife's lover. Yeah, he like goes back home and there's like a whole thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. much different. So Paris shows up. He shoots an arrow, who would have thought, into Achilles' Achilles tendon, which is ironic, like when Lou Gehrig got Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I uh, guess they're, they want to pay homage to the story, you know, of him being defeated by sure. getting shot in the only place he's vulnerable. It is an, a nice image of the way he's like sprawled out with the arrow, you know, coming out of his ankle. Well, yeah. So he, the arrow stays in his ankle, which is funny because Paris keeps shooting arrows into him. Yeah. I LOL that the first two land in the exact same spot in his chest. Like maybe they use that shot mm, twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he dies or he and Rose Byrne comfort each other by petting each other's hair in this hilarious mm-hmm. way. Uh, Jesus. a romance for the ages yeah and so, so cringe they you know achilles is is defeated after all by paris not in a real fight though yeah i mean he's just like something 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 you gave me peace in the lifetime of a war mm-hmm. and paris is just like i can't watch this anymore can we go <laughs> this is like gross they, they feel like we don't so helen like goes into the thing we don't really see her afterwards like we know no, you we see Perseus and you see Paris, Aeneas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think we really see Helen at the end, although presumably she's with him. I mean, Again, in, it's in like, mythology, like, you know, other stuff happens to her, but this movie would have a positive that they both get away. I mean, again, it's like, I guess, Wolfgang Peterson, maybe you shouldn't have put her in the movie. You're not going to do anything with her. Mm-hmm. Well, because the, uh, the last, like, shot, like, or one of the last shots is, like, Perseus, like, when they're, like, you know, it's the next day, they're up in the hills, and she's, like, looking yeah. back at Troy burning and, like, is sad about it. Like, I guess it makes more sense because she lived in Troy, but, like, shouldn't that be Helen? Well, who is even like who are we in the who are enviable, we with at that yeah, point? Who, yeah, who the enviable position of like the lead female role, who mm-hmm. is the star? It's not even Saffron Burroughs because she's just walking off of her sad baby. There, um, there are even shots where like Helen has the baby, which I found weird. Like, I don't know if yeah, if uh, Andromaca would really allow that. Well, it's it's like Wolfgang Peterson. Like, did he have like a like a Stanley Kubrick Shelley Duvall relationship with Saffron Burroughs? Like, okay, so I did. There is a shot with Paris. He has his arm around Helen. So I guess they're together at the okay. end. Okay. Uh, yeah, some soldiers watch Brad Pitt, you know, fall over and die. Sean Bean puts the coins on Brad Pitt's eyes when they burn him later, and he's just like, "I just want to go home to my wife." Wink at the camera. Yeah, oh, and he's just got the dialogue. You know, I lived in the time of Hector. I lived in the time of Achilles. And yeah. scene. If they ever tell my story, they say I walked giants, maybe a cyclops or two. Well, so the problem is that if you're going to do the the Odyssey with all the weird shit, like you kind of needed the gods in this movie, I feel like. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. he's like running into like gods and supernatural shit constantly in the Odyssey. Well, I, I guess the pitch for this version of the Odyssey is that it's Sean Bean. He's throwing jokes, oh, well, like, he's throwing dick. Well, it's like the realistic Odyssey or something. Yeah. Or it's like the yeah. cyclops is just like a dude with an eye patch or something. Explain to me how the sirens were. I mean, yeah. it's just it's Sean Bean in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was Troy. All three hours and sixteen minutes of it. Yeah. Uh, make one change. It's 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 too many. It's it's Helen and Paris's love story. Is that supposed to be a big deal? It's lacking. What's the angle? What's the scope? I need more of Brad Pitt. I need to know who are my like three core characters. Should this be a mini series? If you're going to do more of Ulysses, are we doing more of him? Um, I, 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 in a weird way, like this, this movie of contradictions, I feel like it needed to be 30 minutes shorter and 20 minutes longer at the same time. So I, I want to say, put the gods back in, although I don't know if that really works for the movie, the way it's constructed. Um, Super cheesy. So I'll, I'll just say have Paris die. Cause he, he does okay. die shortly after he kills Achilles in the story. So hmm. he shouldn't get to get away. Especially because yeah. he already like gave the sword of Troy to Aeneas or whatever. I don't know. It's like, what are you doing there at the end? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what are your uh, best and worst pieces of IMDb trivia? Uh, so the two I have two best. I have to assume that one. This is one of yours as well. Is is the Brad Pitt and Eric Bana not using stunt doubles yes. for their epic duel? They made a gentleman's agreement to pay for every accidental hit. Fifty dollars for each light blow. A hundred dollars for each hard blow. And then. The there's two different contradictory trivia bits here. One says that Pitt ended up paying Banna $750 and Banna didn't owe him anything. And then later it says Banna paid him $200. Yeah, so who even knows? Um, my other my other is they when they released the movie in Italy, they could not translate the title to the classic Italian slash Latin equivalent of Troia because that's Italian slang for prostitute. <laughs> So we, I already mentioned both these. I, I like the the detail that Eric Bana shaved his chest for the role, and then I also liked um, Peter O'Toole walked out of the screening after a few minutes. 
my worst bit of trivia is that Garrett Hedlund won the role of Patrick Lee's one month after arriving in Los Angeles yeah. to pursue an acting career. Good God. And we're we're done with him, right? We stopped trying to make oh, him happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe now that when, maybe now that Army Handle Hammer has been canceled, he can get some of that Army Hammer uh, roles. Because they're kind <laughs> of the same person. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, he was so good in Tron three, mm-hmm. right? Two. No, that's my joke. Okay. Is that they keep talking about making a Tron three? No thanks. Is this uh, movie better than I am number four? I want to say yes. I'm going to say yes as well. Is this movie better than Jack Reacher? I have to say no. I feel like I don't want to say it's better than Jack Reacher, although I'm not sure if it's worse than Jack Reacher. Maybe slightly worse, but I feel like they're Jack- they're close to the same level. Jack Reacher is a tighter movie. It has focus. Yeah. Like, as much as it is, we know what's going on with Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it better than Jurassic Park? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. All right. Well, that was Troy, the director's cut. Congratulations yeah. to anyone who wanted us to podcast about this. Yeah. And like everyone else who's just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Seriously. Um, so I, I realized there's probably a movie we should do next. I forgot that this existed, um, but it seems mm-hmm. like we're required to talk about it. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I don't. It's the uh, certain four-hour Snyder cut of the Justice League. Nope. No. Nope. 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 You nope, sure? Nope. Okay. No. Wow. I don't want to watch four hours of that. Do you? I, I know I don't, but I mean, we we have a tradition of dunking on Zack Snyder movies. You know, all his is uh what do we do batman v superman and justice league those those are popular pods so i don't know all right this this comes out tuesday oh the, yeah i usually yeah. post this pod on tuesday so i i think it it works so we could do it next i think it comes out on like the 18th or something we'd have to do it on like uh, we'd have to record on a sunday cuz i wouldn't be able to watch 4 hours in that time period uh I, I don't know if, if if a certain number of people want that. Uh, Tweet at us if you want us to do Justice League. Otherwise, I'm sure we can find something else. And include in there why you hate us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good God. Uh, we'll see. We will see. Um, if we don't do Justice League, I don't know. What were some of the other movies we might do? We had a list. Um, we. I mean, some of them involved reaching out to past guests seeing so we should probably you know ask them so we're not asking them like the day before oh we'll see um thanks for listening everyone if you want to support the podcast go to troubleallsfindsme.com and check out one of our books my name is trouble and trouble all finds me they're fun Mm -hmm. good mysteries Mm -hmm. i mean there's there's no classic lines like you bag of wine or you sack of wine uh but yeah we try not as horny as this movie oh what movie could be or what book seriously i mean the for a book to be as horny as this movie is that book would be soaking wet when you physically picked it up Mm. all right well we will catch you in a couple weeks all right bye-bye bye-bye